Lime, duh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it again, baby. Hello. Okay. Stupid, 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 stupid. And after that, I'm going straight to hell. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Comedians of Wrestling Podcast, the podcast where comedians dissect wrestling to an unhealthy degree. I am your host, the host, who is the most viral stand-up about professional wrestling. Damn black. A.K.A. Donsky Blackamora. Someone you idolize. A.K.A. Donnie Capri. From that time I went to Italy. Baby! Not a perfect person. A.K.A. the modern day goof and spoof Haraja. Coming at you like Cleopatra. Baby, baby. Throw a record on Gubba Gubba This girl, she's my <coughs> damn <laughs> She <laughs> What up, Jabroniacs? We're back in action for your satisfaction with all the spicy, spicy, mwee, 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 caliente wrestling reactions. And let's just talk about it. The world of wrestling right now is... Uh, on fire today. I thought we were coming in, uh, you know, patreon.com slash comedians wrestling. Get access to all our bonus episodes, support the podcast. We'll have a uh, bonus episode this Friday. Um, and um, you can, uh, well, I'll have to figure out when the next one of those is. I don't even know what the next pay-per-view is. Hell in a Cell. We'll talk about our Hell in a Cell plans a little later down the line. But also the Cow Movie Club will be uh, released on Friday also. And that'll be Army of the Dead, the Batista movie. Uh, we'll dissecting movies with uh, wrestlers to an unhealthy degree. And uh, we watched uh, the Zack Snyder classic, uh, Dave Batista zombie movie that's on Netflix right now. You can watch it for free. It's, I think, three hours long, like he always does. Um, all right, we'll save that for that episode. But interesting. Worth watching the first 15 minutes of that movie. That's what I'll say. Worth watching the first 15 Zack Snyder does a nice montage at the top of his movies, and then the rest of his movies stinks. That's his, that's his whole deal. He did it in Watchmen as well. All right. Let's get into it, because we have a lot to say. I'm going to introduce him. He's here. He's the supermark. Nick Tulo. What up? 3.56 p.m. Central Standard fucking time. It's your boy, Tiptoe Tulo. Oh, no. Sorry about that, too long. Uh, I'm sure you are. Like he's here, Jason Jabiro, oh, the cow champion. Still from Hawaii, living a full Mahalo lifestyle, many would say. Yeah. Yeah, there's the cow title. Yeah. yeah. He shocked yeah. me. I didn't even know he was champ still. Really? Remind me to put on my, some, my beads. It's nice seeing that title. Look, I've created, more, that, visi- I've created more visibility for this title than every other uh, yeah. champion combined. There's no right. doubt about it at this point. Yeah, the Comedians Wrestling Podcast Heavyweight Champion, Jason Jabiro, live from Waikiki, uh, 
Hawaii. Honolulu, I Hawaii. Said, I almost said Waikiki, Florida. Same <laughs> <laughs> thing, man. I don't, I don't go to Florida. I don't go to the mainland for nothing. I stay out here. The title stays out here. Uh, I just I wanted to wish everyone a, a happy belated Memorial Day. I, of course, celebrated by sailing the seven seas with Eric, Sal, the Ever Beach Bad Boys. We just had a great time. I mean, I was honestly hoping that the inner circle would have lost Stadium Stampede because if that faction got disbanded, I think the Ever Beach Bad Boys are the premier faction in all of pro wrestling right now. Oh, but, well, oh, but okay, but you're saying uh, the, the, right now the inner circle. Inner circle, it, just because Jericho, I think, still has a little Wait, bit more it, on it. What's it out? It edges us out. You think you know me. Oh, that's the new you got slime. Oh, uh, no, I don't know. Uh, on this day, you got edged, bro. Really you got edged. Yeah, I got edged. I got it. You edged. got edged. I got um, edged. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, but listen, we, we I thought we were going to come on here today, talk about what a great pay-per-view we had this weekend. Double or nothing, top to bottom, full crowd. Crowd was nuts. Like, just... Just what a what a pleasant wrestling watching experience. Just you know, amazing. And that, sh- and that should be the top story of the week. It should be. That's what we all but, thought we were going to be talking about. How fucking good Double or Nothing was because it was very nice. And yet and here w- we are. Then Vince McMahon had to who, take the spotlight back. He went like this. Again. He went like this. Thanos. He Thanosed some major major talents in WWE today that I, I honestly when I first saw this it popped up I saw it first I saw it on uh, Bleacher Report and um, I my jaw just like dropped I was like are you fucking kidding me that's nuts now let's put this in perspective for you these are huge men and that does apply to this um, a lot of the a lot of actually from that match if you remember the match where Michael Cole says, let's put this... Guys, let's put put this in perspective. These are huge men. That was a SummerSlam final four-way between Brock Lesnar, Samoa Joe, Roman Reigns, and Braun Strowman. Two of those wrestlers have now since deceased into an AEW existence, likely. A likely AEW existence. Now, um... Yeah, we can talk more about the future of that, but let's just get to the top story here. They released one, two, three, four, five, six wrestlers. Let's forget about the quantity. Let's talk about the uh, the potency here. Braun Strowman released from WWE. Now, let's put this in perspective. Braun Strowman won, uh, beat Goldberg at WrestleMania 36 at COVID at COVID Mania. Um, at 36 for the title in the main event of uh, WrestleMania, not the main, not not the last match, um, but in a you know they call you know in a, t- a heavyweight title shot. Uh, at, so at a Mania has won a heavyweight uh, one of the two WWE heavyweight championships, was in the best shape of his career like by far. You know, was main eventing Raws left and right. You know what I mean? Not not at all like uh, in SmackDowns or Raws. He was a SmackDown guy? SmackDown, he had the blue title. I already forgot about him. Yeah, the, um, the universal title. Shows how impactful it was. And, okay. So, let's just react to this. Braun Strowman out of WWE. Like, crazy or, or nuts? Or you saw this coming? Where are you guys at? I mean, this is insane to me. Um, I had a I had an insight that something 
bad was in the works for today. I was teased by Sean. Now, what Rose. does an insight mean? Because we know you're a spiritual man, and all my and I live in LA, so I uh, I, I, I went I on Twitter. <laughs> I went Did on you Twitter. Rub like um like a salt yeah. like a salt lamp I, or I like, rubbed a little a wheelie thing on my uh, on my mouse and all you through like, Twitter. All you like spiritual hippie folks were like, I I felt it. I felt like I mean, how do I trust all this? What do you mean? You yeah, actually that's oh, you not saw what happened. Something. Okay. No, yeah, uh, no. I saw a tweet yesterday that said uh, tomorrow doesn't sound like it's going to be a good day um, for wrestling Twitter, and that's exactly what it was. It whoa, just, whoa. who who was that tweet from? Sean, uh, Sean Ross Sapp. Sean he's, uh, fight, he's the lead writer, uh, lead inside guy for Fightful. He gets all the scoops you know directly was. from WWE. <laughs> um, so whenever he talks, like. On Twitter, I pretty much listen because his scoops are always the first and they're always the most legit. Yeah, he, he seems to know his shit. He knows right. his Here's shit. Here's what I always am so curious about. Like, when you go to Comic-Con, right, and people wait yeah. sometimes four or five, six hours, sometimes days to get into Hall H to see, like, the trailer for, like, the new Avengers, like, the before anyone else. But then yeah. half an hour later, it's on Twitter. And there's something very cool about being in the room for when they first unleash it. But, like, I don't need a scoop from this guy telling me something's going to happen tomorrow. Like, I'll just wait till tomorrow. Anyway. Uh, well, yeah, he usually doesn't do that uh, like that. Like, if he has an interview or, like, check up. But, like, this was weird. And then I saw a couple other ones saying there were rumblings and stuff and more things, come, something bad coming down the line. So when I saw it, I saw it pretty immediately. I was just ha happened to be on my phone. And I immediately sent it to Dan. And I was like... I wasn't taking I, the Alistair thing is way more shocking to me because it finally felt like we were getting a real booking here for Alistair. You think the Alistair, Alistair thing's more shocking? All right. Because well, here's I do the is, it's because because I'm saying t t uh, Tia Trinidad, she's she's going through contract negotiations with WWE, right? Like, well, that's uh, what you heard, but who knows how much of that was and, actually and, and, and true. It is shocking because he they just have clearly sunk a bunch of time and money into his creative, right? Right. So right. I, I mean, what are they? I but mean, Braun Strowman is like I saw him as like a locked in upper yeah. echelon WWE talent. You yeah, know what I mean? He's a blue I, chipper. So, so yeah. for me, I didn't like. I never saw right. Braun as that, and I guess that's where I'm getting all the beef from today is because yeah, so, I'm trying, I mean, too, I'm like, looking back. I'm looking back on Braun. On Strowman's career for the five, first five years, he was in WWE, wore a black mask, and never talked. Right, and that's now that's not true. He, not five years, five years, maybe. How long six was he months. in the break? Yeah, may, maybe Bray a Wyatt? year. A year he was, max. He was cutting. He was cutting. He was talking on the regular with the with the with the uh, with the Bray family or whatever the hell they were called, that the Wyatt family. It wasn't five years. I think we could look up that up if we want. But even his well, one in the Wyatt family was it. was pretty successful. I yeah, feel but like. starting out in the lesser stable as in a lesser role is is an okay thing. And then the obviously became I'm a, so. Let me just guy. keep. The let guy me just never keep even went to NXT. All right, Tula, you keep going. Then I would like to respond. Okay. Um, this is even I what we were arguing about. I by think. The way. I think. <laughs> I think what the problem is is that everybody saw Big Bad Braun, right? And this is a Vince guy. Vince likes big guys. He can make anything work with a big guy. So everybody sees Braun Strowman getting released and everybody's like, wow, what a shame. Like, I can't believe like they, they weren't able to do this, make anything or why would they waste? Why would they get rid of him when he's such a huge talent? I I'm sorry. I don't see it. Like, listen, I think the guy is valuable as a, as a big dude, but like, I don't remember. I, I and I'm looking back at his biggest moments in WWE, and I think of him tagging with a, a kid at WrestleMania Nicholas. before oh his match God. at, at Universal. Ridiculous. What what's ridiculous about this? I gotta Dude, tell first you, of all, Braun first Strowman, of all, first Braun of all, first Strowman of all, first is a great 
wrestling talent. Hold on, uh, on. I was brought in here to moderate. Apparently, just to pull the curtain back here. So for the first time, I'm critical of a wrestler. I get, I get. That's the thing. Let me just too positive. You wrestled Shane at WrestleMania. You wrestled Shane at WrestleMania. I can't even make a fucking point. A championship moderation. I got to do a championship moderation here. Okay. This podcast is getting out of control. And as the champion of the Comedians of Wrestling podcast, I am the law around here. Okay. And I'm saying. We need to do this right. This episode is for the listeners, and I want to deliver the best product for these listeners. So, Dan, you said you're going to let Tulo speak, make his points, and then you were going to respond to those points. So let's not cut him off. Okay, but I just wanted to clarify. Now you're cutting him uh, off right now. All right, all right, all right. uh, Clarify when you have the turn. You don't have the turn. Wait, do we need some kind of moderation stuff here? Do we maybe like... Do we have moderation sound effects? (laughs) All right, fine. You can hit the, the rumble buzzer. When I give you the go ahead, too low. Do we need a countdown though. Should it be like no, no almost... countdown? No, we don't need a countdown. How do we? We can't count down too low's point. You're gonna like give him a time limit? <laughs> right, no, we look, don't need that. We don't no, need... we definitely okay. don't need that. Just the buzzer. Okay. okay. And I want to say, and I want to go on record as saying, I also think Braun Strowman was wildly overrated and kind of sucked. And. Mm-hmm. What kind I of love- moderator gives oh, their opinion before me. the other uh, people? You know speak. what kind of moderator? You know what kind of moderator? <laughs> what the this, fuck are you doing? This type of moderator. <laughs> oh right? I'm God. a different breed, baby. I'm not your master. What your- did you see that fucking excuse heist? Me. Excuse <laughs> me. Excuse me. I am not your old man's moderator. Oh my God. I'm a new moderator for a new generation. And this generation uh. of moderation says, you don't have the floor. I'm telling you a, a light opinion. My opinion yeah. is thus. Ron Strowman could go fuck himself. And Tulo, I'm very excited to hear you have a yeah. critical analysis of a wrestler. He was just saying the first time I have something critical to say, and everyone's turning on me. Let's hear him out. It's very rare that Tulo has some constructive criticism for a talent, and I'd like to hear him. It's not negativity. It's just, I, here's my criticism. I am so, not Tulo, saying Braun Strowman deserved to get fired. I am saying I don't think... Braun Strowman leaving the WWE is a huge dent or, or a huge missing piece to the success of WWE. You take Braun Strowman out, you don't even bat a fucking eye. I mean, let's go just his recent history. He, he couldn't cut a promo to save his life against Brock Lesnar when he was going one-on-one for the championship. And honestly, I think Vince noticed that and said, we can't have him beat Brock, right? So that's why they add more guys into the matches, right? Then we go down the line. He was thrown into the lake of reincarnation and came out the same exact fucking wrestler. This guy puts in all this time and money and, and, and stuff in his life to get super jacked and super in shape. And he's still the same dude that he was before. He's got now he's a train running around the rings. He comes up with a creative catchphrase on his own that says, get these hands and Barely uses his hands throughout the whole entire thing. The guy was making a million plus a year. This is a guy, a top tier paid talent in WWE, making a million a year. And to be honest with you, he beat Goldberg at WrestleMania. Big whoopty fucking do. He laid on his back. He stared up at the lights for guys like Roman, for guys like Brock, for guys like Bobby Lashley, for guys like Drew McIntyre. Rightfully Excuse me. so. Rightfully he's beating, so. He's beating me. Not a big deal anymore. I had the longest streak in the history of professional wrestling. I'm Goldberg. Is this Costco? So, Am I in Costco right now? To me, you're 25 I'm, years I'm, too late. Do you Bill. believe that beating Goldberg's not a big deal anymore? It was 25 it. years ago. I'm yeah, at age 55 at WrestleMania when no one wanted it. Sure. I mean, listen. Does he deserve to get fired? No. Is it more on the part of WWE than Braun Strowman? Sure. But I don't think that Braun Strowman was ever given anything 
listen, I mean, he wrestled with an 11 year old at WrestleMania for the tag team championships. Who cares? Um, the recently stuff he's done hasn't been that great. So Fashion. they had a cut. If they're cutting and they're looking to cut somebody at the top, let's, if you want to go through the list of salaries, probably the first one that you go to would be like, yeah, Bron can go out of all the big names. Right. So, I mean, look at the push that they're giving Lashley and Drew McIntyre and all these yeah, other with guys. This huge peacock deal. They got, it seems like money was pretty tight. Well, that's pretty tight. So, so, Okay. So no, I who knows you. who knows what's yeah. going on with that? What I'm saying is, is that to me, Braun Strowman is not surprising. Not capitalizing on a talent, a generational talent, a guy that's 36, like Aleister Black, and having them sit at home for seven months and not do anything. Yo, you I say mean, Aleister Black so Long Island? How did you just say uh, that? Aleister Black. Aleister Black. <laughs> Aleister Black. Yo, not yo, even capitalizing Black? on a generational talent like Aleister but, Black. So, <laughs> yo, yo, my man, was, Aleister was, Black, up your nose yo, with the rubber hose. Look, let me tell you something. Think about Aleister Black. Aleister Black, he reads a book about his father, Black. and that's it. It's a lock. Yo, Aleister Black, the thing with Aleister Black is like when he hits the dance floor, like you know it's on with Aleister Black. <laughs> Aleister Black? What, what accent did that turn into? Aleister Black is in the house. All right. All right. Wait, so too low. I mean, I, will I think Aleister Black's a whole separate Listen, conversation. The last thing he did was just one more thing. Okay. They called the man fucking stupid for the last three months, okay? They took an old report card. Their idea was to dumb him down so much that he was just an ogre and all he was good at was beating dudes up, that he wasn't capable of reading, writing, doing normal things. His best class in, in elementary school was phys ed, and I think they gave him a D plus there. <laughs> Listen. They, oh my god, this is the most that's the markiest shit I ever heard. Yeah, someone, but ever but I'm only speaking the truth because these were his one of the best moments in cow history. You use this report, <laughs> his kayfabe report card against his ability. I mean, like, I saw well, the report card. The guy's an idiot. Why, <laughs> as, a fan, why as a fan would I get invested in a guy that they're trying to make out to be a stupid fucking idiot? Okay. They made him do choo-choo trains and run around the ring. He listen, he's great. He's jacked. He's he's big, but I mean, I, I just it's nothing comes as a surprise to me anymore. And this isn't an indication of anything else of then I think they're just finally making cuts. They're, they're making the roster smaller. They're cutting places out where they could save some money. They're still signing new wrestlers to come in. I think it's just, where, this is just it. I this talk? is where we're at now. So, I mean, right. listen, it is I hear the point. Is. I hear the point. Yeah, All right, Dan. All right. Dan, hit the yeah. buzzer. Okay. Okay. Those were Tulo's points on why he's yeah. not surprised Braun, Stone, Braun Strowman got cut. And it's not a shock, and he thinks it's uh, not necessarily deserved, but it makes sense from a business right. standpoint. Dan, why were you shocked by Braun Strowman's release, oh, okay. and why do you think it's a bad idea? Okay, I mean, listen, we always talk about the inner workings of WWE and how we don't really know shit, right? Like, I don't know what the talent budget looks like. I don't know how much money they actually have, so it's easy for me to say, you know, Peacock deal was big, but we, we the things we do know is that like they had record breaking, uh, no, you know, uh, 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 uh profits <laughs> when they let all those other people go in the beginning of the pandemic. You know what I mean? So it always seems like a little sus to me, but whatever. I, I don't see the books. So what do I know? I think most of Tulo's points against Braun Strowman were booking knocks on Braun Strowman. Right. And my thing is that. I'm not a huge Braun Strowman is not one of my guys. Let's just you know that's the, he's not one of my guys. So will I like miss him on the show? 
Probably not. You know what I mean? It's like, I'll probably move on from that, so that's fine. But in terms of earning his keep in WWE where he was at, I think he was there. And I think as a, as a cut, it, it kind of worries me that a guy can perform at this high of a level in WWE and then they're just axed out of nowhere. Then, uh, especially when I think about the title lineage situation at WWE, where it's like you could just win a title at Mania but then like get fired. It all adds to like why these titles feel like toys and they feel like props to me. It's like this guy is a champion. You know what I mean? They just like drop champions left and fucking right. You know what I mean? Now... The argument against his championship is that it was supposed to be Roman's run, right? And they just kind of like went with it because they had no choice. Goldberg was going to go. Thank God. Right? Because he never had the championship in front of a live crowd, right? He had it for the time until Roman could come back and take it, right? Or I think The Fiend took it from him. I don't even know. Yeah, The Fiend took it uh, at at SummerSlam. Right. So I guess – but my point is is that Braun – I felt like when he, I never forget how fucking over he was like a couple years ago. He was so, he was white, white hot going into those uh, Lesnar matches to the point that we were all saying on this podcast, if you go back, he should probably, he should probably beat Brock because this guy is potentially uh, big time. When he was saying, get these hands. There's no way I said that. There's no way I said that. Maybe not you, but I'll tell you what I said after this. Right. Now, uh, I also think he is extremely capable. I think that he, I saw his work ethic when it came to WWE. I admired it. He's huge, fucking jacked up. Looks, he looks great, you know? And I thought that if he was booked properly, he could be better. But he was so fucking buried. Like, he was, that, that, that Shane match was, like, the worst booking I've ever seen in my fucking life. And maybe as a performer, I have empathy for that. You know what I mean? But yeah, right, let's just right not say, this guy can shot. cut promos. And oh, you want to point to John Moxley? You're like, oh, he was, you look at his report card. Look at Dean Ambrose in the WWE. He was fucking awful. And then when he became John Moxley in, in AEW, he's like, fucking amazing. He's awesome. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but that's so, not going to be the same situation for Braun Strowman I, I, and John Moxley. Get out of here. And you blamed him for, like, he got thrown into the lake of reincarnation. It was like, well, is it his fault that they do nothing with the creative there? Like, we make the same exact arguments for Alistair. What I'm saying is that I'm not a huge Braun Strowman guy, but this guy took over this business really fucking fast. When he came in, he learned it really quick and had a charisma that people really tapped into. The whole Monster Among Men run, yes. The Monster Among Men run, he was so fucking hot. When he was throwing Kalisto in the trash can, when he was doing the full, like, fee-fi-fo-fum version of himself, that was he was so over. And you remember when he wrestled Brock, uh, Brock and Brock punched him in the fucking face? He had some good moments, you know? Uh, he had the match with Big Show where he went through uh, 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 where he went through the the ring. I'm just saying that his booking they turned him into post Nicholas. They turned him into just like a, a a novelty act or whatever, and then it stayed there. He turned into a train, right? Then he, uh, remember he had the abrupt heel turn. He was heel with Ziggler and and McIntyre because they so, turned somebody else face. Remember all I mean, of a sudden that was, that was heel? so abrupt. That was like that was like less than a month. Who, who was that for? Because someone else. Was I, don't, I don't. I don't remember. But I definitely know what you're I talking Roman. about. Roman. Roman was. Romy came back and then like oh make Romy. it. You remember that? He Romy and Michelle. Romster. The so, Roman. I just feel like this guy never really. Uh, 
he got he got his moment. I just I just think he was good enough to be in WWE. I thought he was right. a good Dan. I think you gotta, and, and, you gotta, and as a big man, yeah. I think that he did a great job of carrying the torch of like big shows and stuff. I was kind of more into him than like a big show. All you right, know? I, I okay. Hit yourself with a buzzer. I got to moderate here. Um, I I just want to I want to address your first point first. I mean your last point first. Are you saying? Are you moderating or giving your opinion? I'm moderating, but you're gonna think <laughs> it's something else. This is how I moderate. This is a championship moderation. I'm not your old man's moderator. All right. Braun Strowman. I'm gonna take your last point first. He was a big man. He was a giant. So jacked. He's big, big dude. Okay. Yeah, but he wasn't big. jacked until the last six months of his career. He's a big not dude. Not oh, 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 guys, we're not gonna sit here and debate. That was two years Braun. ago. We're not gonna sit here and debate if Braun Strowman was jacked. The guy's fucking jacked. He's enormous. He's one of the biggest guys that ever set foot in that ring. And that is what carried him to the heights he got to. Not his work ethic, not his mm -hmm. promos, not his character, mm -hmm. not the booking, mm -hmm. not the look. Mm -hmm. The reason he got so far is because he's a freakishly large man. And Correct. that's important. And that's great. When you say, Dan, that as a big man like the Giant, I think that Braun Strowman is in that category. You're Giants, you know, that level of like a big show type guy. He's not like Keith Lee is not one of those guys. OK, guys who are big are not giant monsters. He was a giant monster. Braun, Unless, is, Braun is a giant, you're saying, right? That's what I'm saying. Braun Strowman yeah. is a giant monster and bigger than guys like the murder hawk monster like ron Strowman is the yeah. upper echelon the biggest guys you could be with like a brock lesnar like as far as massive freak of nature size he's got it and not a lot of people do so that's the impressive part here but when you say with your 2021 glasses that he's you thought he was better than the big show or better like the best big man ever or big giant I'm telling you, you're out I of your fucking mind. I said he did more mind. for me than Big Show. Yeah, but you know what that means? I mean, you didn't watch WCW. You didn't watch Big Show before he joined NWO. You didn't watch him in the NWO. Would Paul White, Big G, the Big Show, he is truly the greatest That's big man. That's rose-colored glasses. No, bro. no. He is the greatest big man ever. We know him from the past 20 years in WWE being jack shit, but he yeah. is... And now he's an announcer. Well, he's player. way just, more athletic than Braun. There's no question. That's what I'm saying. What the big yeah. show was capable of doing in his prime was out of this world athleticism. Oh, he can like, he can like tip up, man. I'm just you saying yeah. the giant, the big men are Andre big show and Braun yeah. is that big. And that's what you're reacting to. I never thought he was that good though. At the end of the day, you want to talk about your Nicholas. Is this moderate? How is this I'm moderating? moderating. This is me moderating. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know what moderating looks like. You've been in pandemic for so long. You forgot yeah, what a real moderation looks like. Okay? okay. When you have a Zoom meeting, there's words like a Zoom moderator. Okay. The word moderator gets thrown around a lot, but this is the moderation. Okay. You're both forgetting Braun's biggest achievement, which is that he won a 50-man battle royale. He, well, he still has that title. He, he still has that title. He is the longest reigning champion. And look what they did with it. <laughs> is it shocking for WWE to cut? a guy who legitimately won at WrestleMania their highest prize the year before. Yeah, it's a little shocking. It's a little strange. It doesn't feel normal at all. Like, can you even imagine them cutting any former heavyweight champ except would, for, like, gender? Like, it's just a I weird... would even say... Well, that's what I'm saying. I would even say that... Wow, hey, what, what flavor? flavor? Lime, duh. I would even say that it's less shocking to me now and more normal. I mean, was this, like, the sixth cutoff, sixth battle of layoffs? They, they've let go about 60 wrestlers... But I think we year. could say, but I think we could say, or more accurately, I think I could moderate that this is probably the the most accomplished person that they've axed in these layoffs. I mean, and the other layoffs here, we got guys that was like, not, that was also not a moderation. That was a moderation. No, no, no. 
I mean, in this lat round, they got rid of Lana and Santana Garrett. It's like, okay, who gives a flying fizzook about that? Right. Braun Strowman is legitimately one of their top guys, and that's why it feels off. But if you want me to analyze it compared to other beef at the top, McIntyre, even Lashley, I mean, they're not going to cut Roman. Like, Braun Strowman never really, really worked outside of that year, Dan, that you were talking about, that red-hot run where he was fight, where he was the monster of young men. But I got to tell you, he never really showed me all that much. I don't think he's like some great, great talent. It's such a Shonda that he's gone. Let him go to AEW. Let him go to Japan where he'll really blossom. Like, let him go. He's not – you said you weren't miss, missing him. Neither was I. I mean, let him go. I don't care. He, he get these hands. I'm not blind to that. Just like it's like – I just think there's something about it where – Let me moderate. I'm cutting you off. I got to monitor. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, uh, all right. Well, well, I think I can move on for Braun. Really. Well, I mean, we'll it... move on, and I'll transition it through a moderator. I want to talk to. I want to talk. Right. To right. Is it more shocking that Alistair got let go or that Braun got let go? I will say I'll moderate first on this one, and then I'll let you guys get into it. First, pre-moderation. Oh, it, it's more. It, Braun's more shocking than Braun Alistair. is more shocking. The correct yes. answer is that Braun's more shocking because he's a former Universal Champion because he won at WrestleMania last year. Even if and it was he's a, huge, a, he's a, and, like a and he's guy. beef and he's beef and he's beef. Where Alistair is a guy who, like, I could easily see they never knew what to do with or they never got him or they didn't use him in full potential. The the shocking thing about Alistair is that they seemingly just gave him a new package and a new a new book yeah. deal and a new set of glasses. He literally came out and he he said it because so today me and Tulo we watched Alistair went live on. Uh, on what's her? I, I forgot her shoot Which, name now. Her, her, Thea Trinidad. Thea uh, Trinidad. But I forgot her. What was her? Zelina Vega. Zelina Vega. Zelina Vega's in, uh, 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 Twitch, and he was just talking. And he was like, "Yo, he." So last week on SmackDown, he uh, black masked Big E, and then that was program. He was like, "Yeah, uh, the plan was I just I don't know, just <laughs> they were like, just kick him." And then we'll start that program this week. And so right. he had no fucking idea. It, it, he it just is, yeah. started a program. It is Big mega. E. It is a mega shock. Like in the moment, I think Alistair. And look, we could all agree, Alistair Black, one of my guys. It sounds like he might be one of your guys too. He's one of my 100% guys. Hundred percent, one of my guys. Whereas Braun Strowman, Paul, absolutely- I mean, he, he's one of the guys I've just been like. I was yeah. like, this guy should be main. Yeah. He should have been main eventing manias already. And, and you Strowman, know? Strowman is absolutely triple not threat manias, guys. by the way. Triple so, threats. So it is a shock yeah. in that sense. Like it is shocking that they're going to let Alistair go. It's shocking that the timing is so strange. It seemed like things were at least on the move for him. Selena was maybe coming back. It all seemed like, yeah, yeah, he's in the mix. So it's sort Braun of felt like a way more locked in talent. Right. It's a curveball. I, honestly, I would if I had to get rid of one of those guys, I'd rather they get rid of Braun. I'd prefer of the- course that goes without saying, except for the fact that no, because I like Alistair going to AEW. I like Braun going to AEW or Japan. Could you imagine I th- Braun? I don't think Braun is a good home. For, uh, AEW is a good home for. That's Braun. what I'm saying. I, I, Braun is better fit in WWE than Wait, AEW. Why are you guys not 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 jumping on this Japan train? Send him to Japan. Oh no, Japan uh, is where the monsters would, go. He'll listen, be. He's going to kill it. In I know. Japan. I know you'll yeah. laugh at it, Shabiro, but the yeah. ble- best place for him, where he can really elevate and instant, is like a place like Impact, because God knows they need help over there. <laughs> I and mean, he would be look, an instant he's way star. Too big of a star. star. I, I, yeah, I think I don't think you're wrong, but I wouldn't. No, wish but going you're, to you're wrong on saying he's would, too big of a star. I wouldn't because wish being a going former to champion Impact on my worst enemy. If I hated a wrestler. Somehow, what? even Jack Swagger is cool again because he was the WWE champion. He's one of the worst, maybe the worst WWE champion. He's, I mean, it's between Jinder and Swagger. Jinder's worse. Jinder's worse. Jinder was a great champ. 
<laughs> I mean, it's great for meal plans. So what else do you guys have to say on the Alistair thing? I want to hear Tulo's thoughts. Okay, I want to talk about Alistair first. He went first up broad. All right, all right. That's a, a guest right, moderation. You're going to moderate. All right, moderate. all right. I'll, 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 I'm, a, I'm a wise and fair moderator. I'll allow it. Dan, you could go first. I am, I'll say this. I'm extremely happy that they let Alistair Black go um, hmm. because I, 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 I hate it in the sense that I hate it in the sense that WB has the the fucking means and the production and the resources to do Alistair Black correctly. And they did it for a while. They just seem they just stopped. Yeah. You know what I mean? For a while he was had the best theme song in wrestling. He would rise from his grave to enter, come out, do that kick, and we all popped for it, right? Like yeah. it was like it was, awesome. it was just almost as simple as that, right? Alistair Black NXT heyday was really tough to well, be. That's what I'm than. saying. Yeah. So Even when great. Ziggler came on the pod here, I asked him about the the black mass, and he was like, Yo, that kick just always looks good. Remember? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I remember that. Yep. Uh, so it's like, that, that being said, but it was it became very, very clear, and he even said it on the stream today, that creatively, they did not get him at all. Like, you know what I mean? Which, by the way, is so confusing to me, because it's kind of in their wheelhouse, right? It's well, like, it doesn't, well, that doesn't make any sense, because right. NXT is a WWE brand. So if it worked on NXT, and it's successful, and they found a way to make this guy work, why is he coming up? to a or going to a different show and it's like we have to reinvent him why are we reinventing the wheel half the people that are watching your product haven't even seen nxt if they saw him it was because they watched a takeover and they're like wow this guy's pretty cool can't wait for him to come to raw but i'm not spending my time on nxt which is the problem with wwe fans and and thinking of that kind of stretch is that like this guy was in nxt and did some of the best work in all of wwe his whole entire stretch being there, but he, it's devalued he, because remember, he's on NXT. Fuck I that! I don't agree the, with that. In the Staples Center, well, we'll talk about that. We have that has to be where we go. Where it's like, do we go to the place of what does this mean for the NXT WWE main roster relationship? You know what I mean? Because it's starting to be like, look at the pattern there. Like the top guys are just being like Vince just lets him go. You know what I mean? He doesn't even see, you know? It's, now, it's, we, it's but sure. I just want to just point this out. I watched Aleister Black at War Games in the Staples Center, and he wrestled Johnny Gargano, and mm-hmm. he and he picked up Gargano with, with his, his foot. foot. Remember that? With mm-hmm. his foot. He had him laying on his foot. Like, sometimes my dog falls asleep on my yeah. foot like that. Like, imagine you pick up your dog, and you lift him up, and then he, he set him up, and he said, I absolve you of your sins. And then he blackmasked him and pinned him. It was one of the <laughs> sickest moments I'd seen. I think Gargano probably lost teeth there, too, because it was so fucking stiff, that kick, you know? Yeah. And you're like, that, that, like that's almost, you're like, you have that. Think about what you could do with that, like almost a farewell style. Like you have a guy who can really end the match, you know? And I just, I'll never understand. The only explanation for Aleister Black's situation is that Vince did not give him the time of day, you know? And uh, that's all I can see. So that's why I'm just happy is that like the mess with his creative was just so sloppy it was so sloppy. It was so reckless Here you go. that I'm just like, I can tell you Tony what it was. Ready? And you ready? he will definitely go to AEW. I got it for right? you. you They'll sign you him this, in, in one second. I right? mean, him, him and Zelina should go together. I don't know what right. the contract mm-hmm. non-compete. I don't know when they could show well, up. Uh, to wait 90 days. Right before all out. Right before all out. Can you imagine he comes and he black masks like Moxley 90 or something? 90 days ends like, right ah! before. <laughs> yeah. Like, ah! 
See, here's the beauty of what's going on in professional wrestling right now. And I think people need to start like taking a step back and realizing that there is a new era of professional wrestling where you don't have to go to a said company. He could go right now perform and perform in AEW and wrestle John Moxley for his NJPW US heavyweight yeah. tile. He can go to Impact and knock a couple blocks off. He can go to ROH. He can go to NWA. He could just bounce around, yeah. get yeah. paid, and then wait until he finds a place. And he could be Tommy End and he could do all the things you want to do. But I will tell you this right now. We lost Alistair Black. We lost Alistair Black when this Good. happened. When this happened. You ready? I didn't even fucking mind that, to be honest. Like, no, they added but, the creep. But, but that was the... He said it to the other street, too. But <laughs> that was the little change that... Oh, it was like that little fucking thing that was planted in the back of our heads that all yeah. of a sudden was one day going to manifest and explode. It sounded a little too much like a, a wood roller coaster. Well, that that's what I'm even, saying. It's a little like... like that was the uh, that was the little unnecessary change that right. realized. Oh, Vince thinks this guy is spooky, so we gotta add creaking effects to his perfectly per put and designed entrance and song. Sure, but the show is for kids, so like uh, it's also, oh. so I'm fine with that. Like, see that stuff, I'll let go. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a. But, but that, but what I'm saying a is, you'll AEW let it go. Less for kids, but, you know what I'm but saying? What I'm saying is, you'll let it go. But it's just a perfect sign of what happens there. It's that you don't need to change this guy. Yeah, it's There's too much control. Look, and I've look, I've worked in in the corporate structure more than both of you guys combined. Oh, good okay, for you, not good for me. It's bad for me. I hate it. Okay, but the thing is, this everybody in a company wants to put their little fingerprint on something. If something works, they want to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I did this thing. Hey, guys, I did. I was the guy who said to do that thing. So, like, everyone's – and Vince at the top of that pyramid, he's got to put his fingerprint on every single same thing. Same thing with the so, pew-pews. Right, exactly. The ricochet. So, so it it's feels the same like, shit. So it feels like, oh, boom, boom, hey, Vince, boom, look, I added boom, these boom, little boom, music boom. Uh, cues, right? And then he goes, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, good, good, glad, glad. But everyone just wants to show you, hey, it's a good thing I was here because then I did that little thing and that was important. So what happens is a bunch of people adding a little thing, not to make it better, just to like show that they exist. And then at the end of the day, Vince is the one who has to put his big thumbprint on everything. So I understand Tula's point. His point is that Aleister Black was one of those rare That's the moments. new buzzer. Get that out of here. Alistair Black. Dan, you said it yourself. <laughs> that whole situation, the foot raise into the flare well kick. Oh, I absolve you of your sins. The, the oh. entrance music, the package, all that was a little tiny slice of wrestling perfection. We had it right. in our hands. Alistair Black was, had a perfect moment. We had it. We had and it. It slipped right through our, right and through our that's, fingers. And that's. It was one of the WWE. most. Fuck you to WWE situations ever. I was like, this uh, to to blow a talent like this is takes work, and it takes work. He, they did it to, and they he somehow did it to Matt Hardy when he came over. He was already fully operational. Just let him do his thing. You know, what Matt I mean? Hardy's an interesting example because I think Matt Hardy was a rare example where he worked for like a minute, but most of his career is like yuck. Alistair no, Black I'm talking about. Like, I'm talking I about broken. You to I'm, delicious. I'm just saying, Alistair Black was was he had the goods, man. And then well, all and those little tweaks that Tulo's lamenting, any tweak to that perfection, and it wasn't perfect anymore. Well, you see, Tony Khan calls himself the Forbidden Door now. Yeah, it's amazing. Like the tweak uh, was like, "Yo, I've created. I'm the creator of the Forbidden Door." But now fantastic. it's Tony Khan. We have to talk about that promo door. too. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love it. That's you know, so fucking and here's my good. thing. And and here's Tony what Khan I want to say. Like 
the one fucking of my guys. king. One of my guys. So it, deeply. He is the king. Tony Khan, I'll say, my respect for you runs so fucking deep. Oh, you, yeah. you understand? Well, because, look, he's one of us. He's a mark who gets it. He's a fucking it, mark. Who loves well, it, he, he's like Bruce Wayne if he was a huge mark Bruce instead Bruce. of a vigilante. He eats, sleeps, and breathes wrestling. But if you Tony Khan wanted to be a vigilante, he could do it. Right, he's got the yeah. beauty of it. He, <laughs> That's what I'm look, instead of instead of like his parents got murdered in front of him, you know what I mean? Yeah, his dad and, just and owns the Jaguars. Fighting, his parents got, became billionaires in front of him, and he used his money for the good of my wrestling entertainment. Okay, <laughs> fantastic. It's been a great run this guy's had. Well, I love it. Here's he, and, and and this is what I always say is that like you know we're, we have to, we're all chomping at the we'll, mer- talk to we'll merge into we'll merge into the thing that you <laughs> were going at Dan yeah, was sorry. like now we have to look at NXT and see well is this bad for NXT no not at all because I think every single thing I know about Alistair Black will always be remembered for how he performed on NXT and how much he got me into NXT because every time he showed up he he got he wrestled in insane matches all of his takeover matches all of his rivalries oh, yeah. go through the whole entire book the whole his entrance everything even if you were in orlando when we went to go see the bucks versus uh the bucks versus oh, yeah. the uh hardys, uh, versus hardys yeah and, and we skipped that nxt to go see that instead but that's when he debuted and i remember after his match against like, andrade johnny yeah. cole dream I mean, you go down the list, bangers after bangers after bangers, and that's where people take for granted of how great NXT is, is because Triple H is able to realize these talents. He's able to bring them in. He gets the most out of them as quick as he can before Vince snatches them out. And he does that. And and you know what? Like the more NXT keeps growing, the more it finds its own identity, which I think it is. Um, I think it's gonna just be that show where look at it. Not a lot of wrestlers are leaving or want to leave NXT anymore. They're willing to take the pay cut. And still wrestle. I mean, Finn Balor, for, for, for fuck's sake, literally just went back to NXT because he was tired of all the bright lights and he wanted to just fucking wrestle. And guess what? Ain't nobody going to be going to Raw or SmackDown unless it's their childhood dream still to get to the main roster and perform there or unless they're comfortable with it because they don't want to change. They don't want to be something they're not. And that's that's the truth of it. And you know what? It's for her dream. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, Dan, do you have anything else to say about Alistair? Because we got a couple other uh, releases I'd love to. Yeah, I mean, there is an interesting release there. But but I'll say here's what I'll say about Alistair. Last thing I'll say is that um, I pray to, uh, well, I'll say God. Wow. And I will say I'll pray to God. And that God, by the way, is Tony Khan. Okay. I pray to Tony Khan that he pays. Well, he pays whatever because he's been doing it. And it was, to be honest, was going to be one of my first topics today. And this happened is I pray that he fucking buys this song. Give mm. Alistair this fucking song. Man. I don't know if he could buy it because I don't think Vince well, is selling. Did you hear what you hear what Alistair said? Yeah, in but that CFO thing? has the rights to it, right? That's why they don't play it. That's know. why they changed this song, right? The other thing was is that I heard they just released Alistair merch too, uh, which is kind of crazy. Well, he to said think that about. today. He said my merch was good. He said his merch no, sales were ju- good. I think they just fucking. Yo, I love that merch sales is a metric by which they're judged yeah. on their hiring or firing. Like, yeah, my t-shirts were up, man. I don't know. What yeah, the like fuck AJ. Like AJ, they're like, look, gloves. This month, your gloves are down ten percent. You know? Well, <laughs> oh yeah, like the just goddamn giving- flat Earth. It's fucking me. See, yeah. sure, it's available for free fell order. Off still. The side. Some of those fell off the side or something like a truck yeah. got too close to the yeah, end. Yeah, maybe, maybe a truck was driving near uh, the Rio Bravo. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know where he <laughs> thinks the world ends. 
Yeah, I, I don't have anything else to say about Alistair Black except for all. Uh, well, yeah, Braun. I'm not sure. I said, it, look at the it, trends of things that happen before you get released, and let's look at this group, right? And I, I was texting you this, Dan. Okay. I said, what'd you say? I said Lana got put through a fucking table 19 times for a three uh-huh. month span. Buddy Murphy got caught in a family drama storyline where he dated a girl that was 19 years old and was kind of questionable about how he went about it and was actually being manipulated by some godlike figure in Seth Rollins. Uh, Braun Strowman uh, for for three months. Uh, what was he doing? <laughs> what did I say? He, was he got doing? called stupid. Oh, yeah. He got called stupid. Um uh, you know, it's just like you go through the list of these people that are getting released. I mean, Ruby Riot was just in a title, a tag team title match, and they've literally gotten rid of the two best women's tag teams or m- tag teams that made the most sense. They split them up, and now who's left? You have Tamina and you got nothing Natalia. To say about Garrett? I, I truly Garrett. don't. I truly don't. <laughs> Santana Garrett came in and she had a hot flash on NXT for like two matches, was in two Royal Rumbles, I think. And then every never time she came out, my thing was, who is this? Yeah. Is that Chelsea? Well, she's, Green? Also, she's also Everything. known for dating uh, one of the trainers that's a pedophile or something like that and supporting him and backing him. So I'm sure that's that we, we actually have a quote from him. You know, Ty Conti is a great example to use for why Aleister Black would be successful in a place like AEWs because styles They're of wrestling, both babes. the way they the way they rest, yeah. the way they fight, <laughs> and how it can deliver into a new program. I think you know, I, I would love to see. I would like to see Aleister. Alistair Black goes right after Kenny Omega. It's enough already. Go well, right here's the thing. Look Kenny. at AW. I, I would, Darby I, Allen, Sting, Darby Allen, Sting, John Moxley. Think about these. Woo! Leo Rush. Think about the, the 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 talents and stuff that are in AW. That I'm talking about matches. Leo Rush. AW is on top. Well, that's like the thing. AW actually has too many guys who are. I want to see fight for the title at this point. There's well, too I much. I think that's a <laughs> Give me that to no, it, 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 it is. It is. They got too much going on because this title match was Pac versus Orange, Cro- <laughs> Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy. And I was like, all right, I don't even need to see Orange Cassidy fight for the title, but I guess it's cool. He's going to shot. And then Jungle Boy wins the battle. I'm like, now he's I'm like, I don't have time for Jungle Boy to fight for the title. But let's get Mox in there. Let's get Jericho in there. Let's get a, maybe a push for, you know, uh, like well, Wardlow well, or, or MJF. Well, like, that's well, let me explain to you. That's Wardlow, tough to say. So now now you're saying too many guys at the top. I know, but now Can you're saying that. And that's second? exactly that's a, so fucking. Yo, Wardlow, that guy's a fucking dime. Great looking dime. guy. Great Yo, looking guy. That guy thing, shows but, up on but, screen, and I'm like, that's what I want to look but, like. I'll fucking but, but fight me, anybody that has anything bad to say about Wardlow. Let me tell I'll you kill something. Him. I'll let kill me, you. Let me yeah. tell you something about Wardlow, though. A lot <laughs> of times, about Wardlow. a lot of times, we ask women or homosexual men, anyone to be attracted to a man. Well, I did it with Nicole Byer. Yeah. I'm saying a lot of times we ask women, we show them wrestlers that we think are hot, and they yeah. usually go like, I don't know if I want to fuck that guy. It's a lot because it's a lot of testosterone. It's a lot of muscle. It's a lot of beef. It's, it's a lot. Wardlow, I think, is so handsome. He's so pretty in the face. Great little guy. But I see, I think that he's so big. He's so jacked up that I'm like, I don't know if I, if I would, I would understand if someone didn't want to fuck Wardlow because he's so much man. There's so much going on over there. But he's a gorgeous guy. I, I wouldn't understand that. Everyone needs to fuck Wardlow right now. <laughs> Everyone. Do you hear Dan? Do you hear me? Go fuck Warlock! Also, by the way, he is a he is a he is a he is a 
uh, what's the word? A cheeky little tease. This guy's always like winking and oh. like, kind of like half smooching at the camera. He's always just mm-hmm. like flirting with the camera. This guy. Mm-hmm. I haven't uh, noticed that. Oh, he's a little cheeky oh, yeah. boy. Yo, can we do a quick tangent, by the way? Um, we just did. Speaking of flirting with the camera, I think Tulo might have posted this, but there was a Enrico <laughs> no, promo posted that it's- was so fucking funny. Yo, you know. All right, so yo, Enrico, you know he does those dance moves like that's his whole thing. It's just like full rave douche, you know what yeah, I mean? He, like he that's sucks. his full game. Yeah. Yeah. So he's get, he's cutting a promo, no music, and he just does it the whole time. Like wh- when they're talking to him, he's just like, 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 and you're and like, that's try, funny. like Dasha's kind of like, yo, uh, we're doing the interview, and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. what's up? <laughs> and then their whole thing, their whole gimmick is like, we're the best of the true hybrids. It's like we're the best mat wrestlers and high fly. I think that's what it is. <laughs> that's funny. No, they're giving us. They're giving us. We're the best of the true hybrids. There are no other true hybrids <laughs> wrestling today. So we are by default the yeah. best. Because let that's, me tell you that's something. That's the new best pure striker. The, the true hybrids. I mean, th two. I can't name you a bigger bunch of jobbers in AEW. There's some guys that they walk out and you're like, oh, you're gonna go lose these guys. Like there was a match last week on Dynamite. It was like. It was like, all right, it's going to be Scorpio Sky and Ethan Ethan Page against Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. I'm like, oh, so uh, th- I don't even know. Do, don't even do. don't you fucking bet- bad mouth Stu Grayson. I would bet my life that these mega jobbers, like the only people who Evil Uno and Stu Grayson would ever beat in a match are the true <laughs> RTH2. <laughs> They're the bottom of the rung of, of like jobbers. They're the, the biggest, like name me a tag that is going to lose to the true hybrids too. Top flight? Uh-uh. No, dude, the dance is just so fucking funny. Anyway, um, to, to be let's the have worst... the big conversation here. All right, what's the big conversation? Is it not about Lana's release? And that, is she going to go to AEW to, like, manage her husband? I mean, what a time for her to go. I mean, but unfortunately, the thing is she this, can't go. I don't even want her. We don't need her in AEW. We don't need her. I'd rather they hire Aiden English than Lana. I got to be honest. If they need someone from Miro. Uh, I think that's a stretch. I think I think Lana would be successful over there as long as she leaves the Russian uh, accent behind. Look, I think she had a nice same, rebrand and her doing whatever she wants to do creatively yeah. and being able she's to got, have uh, she's platforms. Got nothing, to, she's got nothing to offer me creatively. She's a um, pretty a pretty person. She can dance and she's just she doesn't Jeff, have she's still else. recording, right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Good. I think my recording might have messed up. It's fine. Oh, anyway, boy. we're just leaving this in. Who cares? But uh. uh, uh all right. Well, I want to have the big conversation here. All right. What's the big uh, conversation? AEW. The big ending. You brought it up. You said, oh, Jungle Boy won. And uh, you didn't. You're at the end. You're at the end of the stadium stampede match, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't worry. I watched the ending. I know. it. Okay. Okay. So then they let Sammy Guevara have the huge moment at the end. Right. right. And then there was another young guy who had a big night. But like, M- whatever. MJF's a huge deal. Like. I'm not worried personally. I'm curious what you guys say. I think it's a big like internet talking point about AEW becoming WCW, you know? Mm-hmm. Because they're like, oh, if they keep just taking all the WWE talents and blah, blah, blah. But like, I I think I, I'm not worried about them, even if they hire Braun and Alex. What does that even what does that even fucking mean? You know what I mean? Though? Like these guys are just wrestlers. You know what I mean? But like, what does that mean? What people forget about WCW is like what they did was they brought in those top couple of WWE guys and gave them full creative control of the right. show. Right? right. They to gave the them, point yeah. that Jericho's, Stone Cold's, they all migrated to WWE for opportunity, right? I don't think that's what 
Tony Khan is going to do. No, it's a you little bit I mean? different. It's a little bit different. The difference is <clears throat> they gave over the hill guys the keys to the kingdom. Guys like Hogan and Flair were controlling their booking, right? Um, right. In AEW, in guys in their prime are the EVPs who have control of the booking. It's Kenny, who's, I, we could all admit, the booking is the best in wrestling right now with Kenny. I mean, that's, that's rock solid. It's Cody. It's the Bucks. And all those guys very specifically tried to not stay at the top all the time, right? And they're giving contracts not to the best talent that WWE has to offer. They're signing complete pieces of shit from WWE that no one cares about, like Leo Rush. Uh, you know, I would be surprised if they bring over, you know, not true. Santana Leo Garrett. Really good. No, you don't like no, Leo no, no. Rush? No, no. no, no. Leo, See, Leo Rush is, is so stop. little that it's that's offensive to me. He's okay. so little that you it's sound like it's, Jim Cornette right now. No, 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 no. The guy, um, the guy will amount to nothing because okay. he's just a cutie pie. He's a little kid, and that's well, he's, he's also fun. a rapper. Look, Darby Allen was he champ. Is, he's probably he bigger than Darby Allen. He ain't a fu- yo, uh, Darby fucking good. Darby Allen has something that that no one else has, right? He's he's tapped into something very. Well, he's got that Jeff Hardy thing, you know. No, let me tell you, if that's the Jeff Hardy thing, Darby Allen. Leo Rush could probably cut a promo better than 95% of the fucking AEW roster. I'm just saying Leo Rush, not one of my guys, never going to be one of my guys. uh, Let me me put it to this way. They had two big reveals at Double or Nothing. They had Mark Henry and Leo Rush. I didn't get out of my seat for either one of those. All right. No, but that doesn't mean they're not signing the right guys. I'm just saying. If anything, that shows that they're signing the right, they are signing the right guys. Having guys like Mark Henry around, Big Show around, having those, the talents, the older talents that they're bringing in and not putting into this immediate role. That's what I'm saying. Even Sting, they didn't. Buddy, that's what I'm saying. They're not signing the outsiders and having them run the card right now. They're hiring who gives a fuck. And hey, them this in the is where mix. the big boys play. But huh? that's what I'm saying. It's not WCW because in WCW, they took yeah. the cream of the crop. They would take like Lashley Ooh. and McIntyre <laughs> and then never have them leave the title picture for 10 years. And yeah. that's not what they're doing. They're actually letting right. their younger talents who don't even belong in the title picture get title shots. Like, like there's Jungle no Boy? universe where Jungle Boy Jack Perry needs to fight Kenny Omega for the title ever. But that's going to happen. No, but It'll here's be... the other thing that they do is that they have these title shots on random Wednesdays. You know right, what I mean? Which is cool. So, yeah. So I'm saying it's so they're doing a very good job of not falling into the traps of WCW. Yeah. I mean, can we just talk about the talent level in AEW? It, they, they, it's amazing that they have this other company and now they've signed all these other talents and blah, blah, blah. But like. What are you talking I mean, about? I'm saying they've like they they, they, they started it with. Like talents, a lot of them you were, a lot of them were whatever the young bucks. They had the elite, you know what I mean, like that whole core crew. And then they signed a bunch of wrestlers that we didn't really know. Like we didn't know Darby Allen. That we we know them a little from the indie scenes and whatnot, but we didn't know what they're capable of. Like Sammy Guevara, when they signed him, we're like, who is this little kid? Right. You know what I mean? I remember. <laughs> like, um, like why does this guy get to be in Jer- Jericho's well, stable? And, well, right. and, and I think that has a lot to do with what Sheds was saying was that like, you know, I think that's where AEW is shining is that they give guys like Orange Cassidy title shots and Jungle Boy title shots where they weren't WWE wasn't doing that with their new young talent that was coming in or the talent that we're bringing in from the outside. And it doesn't have to be young. It just has to be the new talent that's coming in. So now like you see guys like Orange Cassidy getting shot. You see guys like Jungle Boy getting shot. Oh, this is great. They're not just investing in the big names. They're giving other people shots. And that's how you 
you can never say like if a guy like Jungle Boy was let go tomorrow, you can never say AW did bad by him. Oh, because right. he didn't win a title. No, they put him in the spots. He was over. They gave him a fucking incredible song. Now, AW is starting to realize that they have this like formula now and, and how to make their their wrestlers that their homegrown talent, their own get over. And it's yep. fucking working. Yeah, like they, they, they do a great job of um, like the way that every once in a while, WWE would be like, yo, they gave Cesaro that fucking great moment. That's awesome. And then people take notice. They do a really good job of showcasing everybody to see who gets noticed. They'll mm-hmm. give everyone the opportunity to take a shot to get noticed. Like even it starts with Cody. Like he was giving title shots every week to people. People want to watch a Cody match. Right. And you'd see like, isn't that how Eddie Kingston even showed up in the company? He showed yep. up. He was just cool on the mic. He had a good energy. Like, great. Now we sign him. And half of those guys, they didn't well, sign. Well, he was in NWA, but, right? But I'm just saying, when Cody Rhodes had the open challenge, he got Warhorse. Right. War, so Warhorse showed up. All these guys showed up. <laughs> yeah, I'm just yeah. saying, you get to see guys that you'd never see. They're giving a look. And the people that really make an impact are people go, oh, shit, that guy was awesome. Now they get a contract. It's a very fair and equitable thing. So, yeah, AEW is not WCW. What I say about AEW, AEW always feels to me like the 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 perfect hybrid, the true hybrid of ECW. Well, the last true one. The last true hybrid of ECW and WCW. It feels like that to me. It's got that energy. It's got that anything can happen. It's like got that, that chance taking. But it's also got that old blue chip, you know, uh, air of, of uh, respectability and, and, you know, wrestling lineage that wcw had so you, did you just put it through the rko meter uh i can make i can make an AEW. i could get back into the lab i mean you know i'm getting my vaccine well i mean i have it but don't tell anyone i'm trying to pretend i'm anti-vax for uh political reasons but i i, I could travel back down to the amazon to the bunker and i could go back in the lab and try to design a new ranking system so like interesting thing is when you look at like when i think about AEW. It's interesting because I get excited for a lot of their mid card talent, which is uh, something that I never like I, that I never really feel in WWE. Like I'm never like I try so hard to be like, yeah, this guy's cool because he won a couple matches. But like in this, like I'm like, oh, the acclaimed, I dig them. Like I'm like, oh, let's, I can't wait to see them come out and rap. They're fucking fun. You know what I mean? Like Darby, yeah, he had the title for a while, but like the TNT title. But like I'm pumped for any time Darby wrestles. It's not just. The top. It's not just heavyweight picture. Um, even like Jungle Boy winning, like that. The way that went down was really fun to like have Christian give him the rub like that. You know what I mean? I, mm-hmm. Um, that's. I, like, I think. I, I think unlike WCW, the AEW right. old guys are there to rub the young. Guys. Well, I think it was a lesson that the wrestling universe has learned. You know, like even on Alistair Black's podcast today, he was uh, Twitch stream. He was like. Yeah, and I'm also going to start my wrestling school because I believe it's really important to bring up the next generation and whatnot. Mm-hmm. There is like a rub generation. The 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 true uh, older guys now are not the Hogan generation of get look, yourself over, get look, your shit. Look, in, you look, know? It, you know, real wrestling was always about respect. It was always right. about respect. There you was know that. There's you always going to be moments where some guys think they're bigger than the business, and some of them really are at times. But when I point to moves that I fucking hated, it's Hogan being Hogan, refusing to lose to people. It's Stone Cold taking his ball and going home when he didn't like the booking. Whenever you don't do the job, when it's your time to do the job, when you don't do the favors and you don't do the honors, right. you lose respect with me. And A.W. What about Brett? Brett is, is max respect, a full respect at all times. <laughs> 
Yeah. Brett has more respect for this business and his little finger. Than he should. Than he, than, yeah, he's an adult man. He <laughs> should be like, is, yo. That is healthy for him. This doesn't matter. His wife <laughs> is like, just come go to sleep. And he's like, no. No. <laughs> he's like, no. I must tell everyone that Seth Rollins is a dangerous worker. I must let everyone know. I got to make one more YouTube video, honey. What no, did he I'm say just saying recently? He said, Ugh. what did he say? Oh, about Triple H. He ripped into Triple H recently. Yeah, he said he's like, I love it. he called him a six. It was so fucking funny. It, of like of a wrestling talent? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. agree. That's the thing. I agree. Look, Bret Hart. What did Triple H? Oh, we don't have Phil today. What always I say, what I always say about Triple H is he was never really one of the greats. He's just like a good cement wall to play tennis against. If you're Stone Cold and you're fucking playing te- your heart out with tennis against the wall, hey, the ball comes back. Like, he could do the, the thing. He could be in the match. He'll be in the great match, but he's not the great part of the match. He is a six. Bret Hart is correct. The point is, this business is about respect. And guys like Alistair, or even some of the younger guys, maybe, if they know the respect and they, they respect the respect, right. that's what it's all about, baby. That's why Christian's going to let Jungle Boy beat him and dash his hopes at a title shot. Christian Cage, honestly, should have a title shot. I'd like to see him fight for the title, but I right. love the respect of saying, hey, I'm not as big as the business. I got to do right by these. Hey, this kid's dad is Luke Perry, motherfucker. Like, this is good for the business. We got to make it happen. Do you think that was part? That was his logic? Hey, hey, this kid's uncle. Yeah, he may be. I may be one of the only. He may be one of the only wrestlers who makes me look big. Okay. And yeah, I don't know if he's figured it all out yet. I don't even know what his finisher is. But his uncle was Chandler Bing. So I'm going to let him beat me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right is matthew perry related to luke perry i never are you out that. of your fucking mind i, had, I never do that I that's never hollywood that. royalty they're almost as big as the arquettes between jungle boy chandler and dylan from 90210 that's the new that's the new I didn't Kardashians. Know those were the two perrys i had I those never are realized the new that Kardashians, baby are they brothers and katie perry no probably cousins no relation but she did babysit for jungle boy Wait, no relation. Come on. That's Tyler Perry? Tyler Perry? Luke and Matt are brothers? Tyler Perry? Distant cousin. That's I don't believe that for one bit. You shouldn't. It's an absolute lie. Wait, is Matt, are you saying that Matt and Luke are brothers? Matt and Luke. Here's what Matthew Perry said to Luke Perry. Why are you making this a long answer? I'm not. He yes said no question. He said, Luke, I am your brother. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. That was the fucking goofiest way to answer. They're not related. <laughs> they are not. They are not. You fucking <laughs> asshole. Oh fucking piece of shit. But, oh, but, but they are. No. But oh they are both related to Tyler Perry through cousins, through marriage. Both of them separately. Oh, separate sides of the family. Oh, fuck yourself. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> Luke, I am your brother. It's that's what Matthew Perry said to Luke Perry. Yes, that's what he said. I was there. I was in the room. I heard it with my own two ears. Uh, <laughs> right, but it turns out he was doing a bit, though. He was just doing a bit. Oh man! Woo! All right. What is that about? When you laugh a lot, you could do a woo. Like what is woo! that? It's like a tension break. When did, that, um, where did that come from? Anyway, don't, I, don't, I don't want your fake answer. I don't a, want it. It's, an old, it's an old Dutch tradition dating back yeah. to the 1500s. 
All right. Well, let's just. I mean, I I don't even think I watched Raw this week. To be honest, no, no, no we don't watch Raw. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We didn't I even give. We didn't even give the proper. Let me just moderate something real quick. We just we gotta say Braun Strowman's gone. Alistair Black's gone. Ruby Riot, weird, but okay, makes sense. Lana's gone. Satana Garrett and Buddy Murphy, all of them are gone. We have nothing else to say about these releases other than Tulo said you said there's gonna be more releases coming soon. Is what you I heard. heard. I, I'm hearing rumblings, but I don't know. I it hope they get rid happen. of Keith Lee. You're, uh, that's <laughs> one of the names I heard. Good, because really? that guy is garbage. You're hearing some royal rumblings? Royal rumblings in, we, my bu- in my belly. Can we can we talk real? I mean, should we talk double or nothing? I heard Raw, but why talk Raw when you can talk No, I, I wasn't going to. I just was pointing out that I the only thing I saw on Raw was that uh, Randy did a uh, bro Derek. Uh, yeah, that was cool. honestly the best part, I think. That's pretty uh, cool that he did that. Was the opening... Was- the opening segment of Raw was the biggest shit show. They've, they've, I don't even, Miz TV into Charlotte, into Rhea, into a match with Nikki Cross. Uh, I don't know what the fuck is going on on Raw. I was trying to will some kind of create some excitement into it last after watching it last what week. What the fuck was Andrade thinking suplexing Ric Flair into a pool? I mean, <laughs> he's thinking that's the best thing ever. It's a pool. What, what, what was he thinking? I know, but like Ric Flair is so fragile right now. If you don't pool. think, if you don't think the fucking boy, the nature boy himself, was all gassed up, like ah, woo, he got right Flex up into the like, pool, bro. Yeah, he <laughs> loves so it, man. Funny. I mean, I wouldn't super after they got a done ring. taking pictures of. And then Charlotte struggled to say Una Moss right after is that. What'd you say? Yeah, they're probably all fucking. They were probably all lit. Yeah, they were by lit. The they were lit. They were fun. I, Yo, wait. Spe- what did Charlotte say after? She was trying to say Uno Moss, but she said, like, oh. I don't know, something else. Oh. Anyway, she's trying to learn Spanish. I love to see it. it. I love to see a family hanging out. This is, Hell yeah. This is, oh, yeah. This is, it's, uh, yeah, you're dating my daughter. Let's all, we're roughhousing. We're barbecuing. We're having a good time. That's what it's all about, baby. Those are the memories. Oh, man. Woo. Luke, I am I, your brother. <laughs> Yo, I mean, all right, uh, <laughs> I mean Ro- SmackDown was entertaining. No, At whatever. Least. We're not talking about that. Let's talk more Double about or nothing. nothing. We got to talk about Tony Khan buying real music and the effect on how what good it a is. What a game changer. I what mean, a game changer. Wild Listen. Thing for fucking Moxley and Eddie <laughs> Casey coming out to Wild Thing like they're fucking Charlie Sheen. <laughs> and, uh, you know what I mean? Rick in Major League. Rick if you're listening. I, I, I get hard. I'm like, this is like the best shit I've ever seen. You know? If you're listening, go to the YouTube right now and look into my fucking eyes. If you don't like fucking wild thing as a song for Eddie Kingston, John Moxley, after seeing double or nothing and seeing how fucking berserk the AW crowd went for that. You're, you're, you just don't, I just don't get you. I don't understand you. We'll never get along. We'll never be on this in the same room, having a conversation about anything. That shit. Ooh, fucking wild thing. Wait, too low. Is there a contingency of marks that think it's whack? Yeah. I, of course really, there are, bro. That's oh, like the, there are. Oh, I. It's a, I, I mean, I it's think... a little bit. It's a little bit like uh, juvenile and kind of like uh, upbeat oh. and kind of kitty of a song for those guys. But it works. It works. It, I think you know what I think. The real the bridges. Badass man. If if you're oh, too young, I I honestly think it's, no, here, if you've never heard that song before and yeah. you have no connection to it, like aesthetically, like sound wise, you're like, yeah. Yo, what the fuck is this? However, in, however, hold on, I gotta moderate you. Sorry, I gotta moderate you. <laughs> if you come in, and if, you are, if you are, what, Yo, flavor? what flavor? Lime bubbly, duh. Yuck. Oh my God. Oh, if you are old enough to have seen 
Major League and Major League Two with Rick Vaughn coming out to Wild Thing. That's yeah. the bridge that works. And he was a badass. He was a tough what guy. What a great like, move that Major League Two. He's like super Hollywood, right? Oh, and he doesn't come back out to with his the roots. glasses and the fucking sideburns until yeah. the end. Yeah, it's fantastic. And they Major and then they Willie they see him come out. They see him come out with the the haircut in the second yep. one. And yeah. they're like, get the tape, get the tape, and they're like fucking yep. put it in, oh. in play. Because that's how he played some classy broad, right? Like, yeah. That's and then the whole he, thing. he was dating classy broad, but then he went back to the dirty ass teacher, the girl <laughs> who plays Connie in Coneheads, the daughter. I don't know her name. <laughs> <laughs> but that's who it is. It's the daughter from Conehead's movie. Sometimes I feel I need to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, look, hey, guys, us. I got to moderate. Okay, we got to give it. So real music yeah. has been great. Wild Thing by the Trogs, which who don't even fuck knows who they are, right? Here's the thing. The music has been great, but they're not they getting like. They make my heart sing. No, but here's the thing. I don't know if they're going to be able to get like big ticket songs. So they have Wild Thing. They've got uh, Tarzan Boy by Baltimore. That's what Jungle Insane. Boy comes out to. But, but, I was but Baltimore. The gym this morning. What? Are you listening <laughs> to them in the gym? gym? No, I was driving to the gym this morning. I was like, I just had to. <laughs> and I just had to hear then, it. Then the other music that they come out, and then they have like Fozzie, they have Judas, but like, which is uh, the one of the best songs I've ever heard. But do you think they're ever going to have anyone who's going to come out to like Jay Z? Is this one of the best songs you ever heard? Uh, is it not? By the yeah, way, Skylar Aston, if you're if you're if you're listening, I got to champions got to call you out. When are we going to get the full Skylar Aston cover of Judas? He gave me 30 seconds one time. It was fucking beautiful. I loved it. I love a full version. I'm sure of we have it. It's probably in Dan's Gmail inbox. You know somewhere. what I have? I have I I think I have Skylar singing Orton. Yeah, you never released that. <laughs> Look, that's cool. But I think Skylar's best wrestling cover is Judas. We're digressing. All I'm saying is the level of star power of the band of which they are paying for seems to be a little bit below the A-list, which I'm cool with. It's cool to have, like, more obscure yeah. songs. But is there anybody who you think, like, needs big-ticket music, like a Katy Perry song or a Britney bitch? Uh, Who's coming uh, out to NSYNC? I, I think I think I do. I think it. It's it's not worth doing for every talent. You know what I no. mean? Right. You definitely don't want to do that. You don't want to have everyone. But you also don't want to just do it to do it. It's got to be like where you, 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 someone, like they say it, like they come to Tony with the idea. They go, I was thinking about this song. And they're like, right. Oh, fuck. Oh, me. they also do. They also do Where Is My Mind, which is also one of the best songs of all time. So With see, uh, so, Orange Cassidy and the yeah, yeah. So they do Where's My Mind, the Pixies. That's like the Orange Cassidy and like his old cruise song right now. Right. What a random and, crew that is, by the way. It is. You know what? I love that song. Obviously, great it's so song. Good. It's one of the best songs I, ever. I, I don't, I don't like feel it. I, I love it conceptually more than actually when they play it. I'm like, all right. Well, it's more about Orange like Cassidy. Fight Club. I think a Fight Club. It's you know more about I mean? Orange Cassidy being the ultimate kind of yeah. laid back slacker guy, just having this right. cool like indie, like it's like a basically like a like an indie rock song from the late '80s. You know, it's it's only like a big deal because Fight Club. People, know, I mean, people probably it's don't in the even leftovers know. Also. Right, but the Pixies is like, you know, you before Fight Club, if you liked the Pixies, you were very cool. Like that was a very indie cool band to like. So you know, a small more, thing in that song, my favorite part, he goes, I was swimming in the Caribbean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he was. You know, once he you hear that part, it's very good. I like that fantastic. part. Very good. Um yeah. yeah, so the point is, here's what we're getting into now. Does it become overdone if it starts getting too much of copyright music? And 
My other thing is this. Let's talk about AEW music in total. Most yeah. of it is actually pretty fucking bad. Most of yeah, these guys don't have good great. songs. Like, they have Pac no memorable like songs. A, a completely forgettable song. They all, and Mox's uh, song was okay. I mean, obviously, Cody's song is amazing. Yeah, um, yeah but that's downstage. Cody's that's downstage. Which is, well, not just a real band. They are a wrestling band. They've made lots of wrestling songs. <laughs> well, they have um, the song, and they make... Um, I kind of love... Kenny's song. Cardano Kenny's song, song I love. Kenny's yeah. song works for the Kenny big too. Big bout machine. Yeah, and it's got that video <laughs> game like. Yeah. That's great. Uh, Bucks is a d- dumb song, but it definitely works for them. I other think, than I think they do a lot. I think a lot kick of party. I'm just saying, that, but like name other like Miro. Who cares? Murder I think Britt Baker's song is dope. I who think Sheeta's song is actually kind of dope. Sheeta's song is actually great. Yeah, like there's a lot of good stuff, and it's all original. It's new, you know. You I know think what? I will say this. Goes, I think there's a lot of good stuff, but I just see so many. If you're not at the top of the card, your songs really seem to be afterthoughts. Like there's yeah, not. But, they, but but here's the thing. AEW has a really good way of letting letting wrestlers like come in, right? Do their thing. They have right. their songs, and then they just add little things each time. Like let's take a stupid co- like tag team like the varsity blondes where it was just these two dudes all right what makes them the varsity blondes then they give them letterman jackets they give them a new song they give them a a girl that kind of looks like a cheerleader in it so they 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 find this way to like build you up i mean darby allen's song good song fine yeah but they 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 so if you're not feeling it they wait they they'll test it out on dark they'll test it out on elevation they'll give you time to cut promos and then they find what works and say and then they find these little things to be like all right let's do this this is this is gonna add to your coming at you everybody kenny omega on AEW 101 i will say i like kenny's pants a little bit this week kenny's pants are let's talk about hangman's pants that Yo. fucking gear was sick. See, this song, when it kicks in, I dig it here. I think it's fantastic. I mean, Kenny Omega is just great right now, but I do hate his pants. I really hate them. Yeah, so his, but these, honestly, these are that's, his best pants. That's your he doesn't problem. Look like, he Damn, doesn't, that's, that's, he that's doesn't your problem. look like the guy that he is. He doesn't You're, look I, I like disagree. the I top, 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 look, top, top guy. I'm waiting for it. Right I'm now. waiting you, for the, look, you I'm can waiting say for the that. reveal. I'm going to have to moderate that. I have to moderate this comment. Okay, moderating. Yeah, shut a, up. He's moderating. I'm moderating. I, 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 moderate. I need a fair and balanced discussion. I need to moderate. Dan, yeah. that is a personal choice, a personal preference. That is an opinion. I think Kenny Omega looks like a million bajillion dollars. He looks great in the suits. His in-ring gear looks great. He happens to be a pants guy. And his pants happen to be a little bit cartoonish sometimes. You don't need to be a bikini brief guy. He's doing his own thing, playing by his own rules. And his pants are fire. He's had great oh. pants. He's had okay pants. Not every pair of pants can be the best pants, but he's a pants guy, and you could be the best wrestler on the planet. His pants and not fucking l- suck. Nah, they don't They're suck. They're so bad. They suck. Moder- They've been guys, bad. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you guys get unmoderated? Give me- I don't care. Uh, it, the pants are incredible. Pants, this guy's pants right, are trash. Now you guys could go. All right. <laughs> Give me the green pants with the feather on them. Chef's got muted. Chef's got <laughs> muted. We got muted, Chef's. Sorry, the moderator got muted. The moderator is the lot. Hey, Sorry. See it, folks. Wow, it's usually the opposite way around. <laughs> oh, you got you to unmute. You can unmute. Again. No, no. If you unmute me, if you don't, if you mute me again, I'm going to cancel. I'm going to stop the recording and the episode's going to end because you wow. said your recording fucked up. If you mute no, me what one will happen more time, is that we'll you, air it. We'll edit out everything you ever said. That's what you mute me one more time. 
episode over for everybody. Okay. Okay. I'm the moderator. All, All right, right. So let's All talk right. about the card. All right. Let's talk about the card. Great card. I mean, couldn't have, nothing. Couldn't have started off the night. First of all, the sun setting on a on a, a wrestling venue. Well, just having so the many most more beautiful people in there. Thing. It was so oh, fucking. Because yeah. yo, here's the weird thing going on right now. It feels like people are like not as into wrestling right now because it's summer. It's starting to be summer, and we're open mm -hmm. and and shit's opening up. You know what I mean? Like, so I feel like less people are watching shit live, but the live shows are rocking. You know what I'm, you know what I I'm think saying? more people yeah. are watching stuff on TV more because live crowds are coming back, which makes it more entertaining to watch. That's what I would say. Sure. Do you see I, Vegas? SummerSlam is going to be in Vegas. Oh, boy. August 21st. Oh, 100% going to that. August 26th? First. Fuck. First? Fuck. Wow, you might have to come back to the mainland. You know what it's that right means, right? right before my brother's wedding. You know what so that means, right, Shabiro? And then drive up. You know what I mean? Are you willing to risk? Let me ask you. A I think it's got to be. It might have to be Shabiro? done. You know what Are I mean? you willing to risk coming back to the mainland for Vegas and having to defend that title to any of us <laughs> around here for fucking WrestleMania wow. after SummerSlam wow. in Vegas? Just Are you willing thought, to do that? Just when I thought it was done with the main. Scared little, scared just, little bitch and staying on your I'm not a bitch. I'm a moderator, son. And you will treat me with respect. Just when I thought I was done with the mainland, I'll give you good. respect. They're gonna give me SummerSlam in Vegas. That's what yeah. they're gonna at the new uh, Raiders Stadium too. August, it's a brand oh new Raiders Stadium. August twenty first. Before you have uh, something to attend, a couple days Fuck. later, if you want. Fuck. Fuck. We'll make sure you get you to your fucking. You, thing you pop it. to LA, then it's four hours north, and then right, uh, right. It, look, it makes sense. It makes sense. I just gotta check with the Ever Beach Bad Boys, see if they uh, they can make it to the mainland to make sure I'm protected. Yeah. Well, look, uh, look, guys, I'm I'm uh, on one hand, the most successful cow champion of all time. And on the other hand, the most hated cow champion of all time. I've got a lot of enemies on the mainland. I usually don't like to go over there, but it's an option. It's an option. All right. Well, well, we can talk, well I mean, I don't know, you know, because that might be a great return of the of the Mac. Um, it could be a great return to live wrestling for me. I know Tulo's already headed to AEW shows. Like Tulo, you had a full dance card this summer. I don't think we need to go through I, a, I think we're good. I don't think we need to go well, through the full double or nothing card, right? I, mean, no, just, I, just, I, got, I just wanted to talk, talk about parts that yeah. I love. Yeah, we I just talked about I, a couple parts. I got a couple parts to mention. Yeah. I think Hangman Page is is <clears throat> the one of the best in the biz, man. I mean, the guy gets it. I think he's relatable. I think people love him. Uh, the pop he got was probably the biggest pop of the night, in my opinion. They're doing really uh, good work, Hangman Page. He's yet to cut a promo that's interest to me, but at the same time, his matches are fucking great. I love his moveset. I know Sheb disagrees with me. I love the fucking Lariat. I love the dead. What's it? Dead Eyes? Buckshot Lariat, Dead Eyes. Yeah, I love both those moves. He, his gear is always fire. The cowboy thing I is wouldn't... a choice that he leans into. <laughs> you know what I mean? I dig it. He came on screen. My dad was there. My dad was, he handed off a drink. My dad's like, who's this guy? That's, that's fun. You know, <laughs> who's this guy? I like, I like the cut of his gym. Let's see a cowboy. I yeah. like it. I like the booking with cage and team Taz. I love that. That he's like, he's like better than that. She's like, yeah, I'm not one of you motherfuckers. Like I got yeah. integrity. I want to see a, a page and cage rage. I want to see a tag. You want to see a page cage rage. I want to see rage cage, page, cage. Rage. page cage rage. That's what I want to see. Um, yeah, no, that, that match was good. I liked, uh, I just need to give a shout out to Cody Rhodes' gear. That gear was fucking amazing. He looked Yo, like his uh, gear is to, in the in the Zoom Thunderdome. We were watching, and his gear was getting a lot of shit. I thought I knew saying, it would. It's a little bit 
a lot. It's definitely a lot of theatrics. Well, people are saying that it was too British. It felt it was supposed to be American, but felt British. It felt that's, like that's it, gonna. That's it felt like uh, like Revolutionary War America. Yeah. yeah. So I get which, that. Which could it be looked, a British guy. It looked like Homelander. I don't fully like, understand all the Cody hate right now. He sucks. Dude, hating Cody is like hating Vince. It's like that's great, but what you're saying is you don't like every fucking I mean, thing. This, this guy was built. a big. Let me tell you something. This is a big flop. This was his worst booking to date. I think this thing. I mean, they couldn't even get a scale working properly. I mean, I mean look, I think the problem here is that no, this I don't feud give a, did not work. I think the problem is here is the thing about Cody is he's every time there's a feud, there are these one off like month long things building to a match, and he treats it with such passion, like it's yeah. the biggest deal ever. And that's just him. Like he's just a guy who makes everything feel important. Nine times out of the ten, it works. Right. Like nine times out of 10, that passion he puts in works and it just feels like a big moment. The problem is Anthony Agogo being like this British dude that is a big insult to America doesn't work because no one cares about him. QT Marshall being like a big stable leader doesn't work because no one cares about him. This is just an example of AEW tries to take a chance and rub some other guys with some some screen time. Yeah, have him Cody, win. Cody, well, not even about the winning. The screen time that, look, if you two months ago, I would say QT Marshall should be fucking put out to pasture and they're trying to make him a legitimate stable owner. So, look, they're uh, yo, QT Marshall actually kind of grew on me a little bit, to be honest. Like, I mean, look, he's a bowling glove. I'm not a fan. Yeah. Shirt. He looks like he's like Tony Soprano bowling thing. He's pretty jacked up. Like he's at least like trying something. You and, know he's a prof- like, and he's a proficient trainer. Like he's great at what he does. And this is look, this is the best we've seen out of QT Marshall. Okay. Uh, and I just want to clarify for the listeners. I call him that with Jericho called him that one time during while he was announcing yeah. matches and it was amazing. Um, but that's what I'm saying. This Cody thing was a flop, but I think it's giving QT a chance to spread his wings, try some things, maybe not just be a douche, like maybe be a guy who people are like, oh, that was pretty cool. So that's what's going on here. Whoever that guy like Nick Cavatapios is, that little brick shithouse with the Camarado. Tracks, yeah. Woo! Let's see that guy go. Oh, yeah. Anyway, um, shout out to Cody's gear. Shout out to Britt Baker. She's the right champ oh, right now. Like that's man, just, that's yeah, good. That Sheeta Rumble. I not, mean, not, not one of my guys. Nah, I I mean, say, she she was good. Take. She was fine. She just you know, it's time it for was, let's it, just it, let's just see the Brit. Let's just see all only the one thing to explain that they they made a non English speaking champion a champion during a time during where there was no crowd. She never got in ring promos. That was her the first best promo. match of her run was Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. <laughs> That's All what right, people fair. say. Look, here's but... what I gotta say. I gotta moderate, <laughs> guys. I gotta moderate. Sorry, moderate. I see what you say too. Low. Gotta moderate this comment. Yeah. Sheeta can speak. This is exciting. I'm glad we're all talking over each other because it's like wrestling was dead for a little bit, and AEW <laughs> really fucking brought juke, it back. Is really, really well. Look, when, a- the- when AEW got that television deal, I mean, I, it wasn't took a rocket science to say this, but I was like, yo, this is the first time in 20 years there's a second show with mainstream talent on cable TV every week. Like the glory days are back. What made W the mid the attitude there are great was like, there really was anything can happen. And if Jericho is undeniably awesome, but not getting shine over there in WCW, guess what? He's going to get bought by WWE. Like well, now it's, now it's we're playing for keeps not raw versus. I, I would also say going on a 10 PM Friday night time slot really opens up Friday, Friday night <laughs> dynamite. Eight. I'm loving Friday Night Dynamite with the Friday NBA. Night Rampage. Friday I'm loving Night it. Rampage. 
um, what I will say, what I'm saying is though, is that like that 10 PM slot now opens them up to do whatever the fuck they want. Ain't nobody going to care about what they're doing at 10 PM Eastern standard time. Oh, you're talking about the new no. show. I mean, I the like, when, show, yeah. I like when dynamite goes to Fridays because of the NBA playoffs. Um, oh, but yeah, cool. Rampage will be fine here. Here's it's going to be good. But again, my, my only problem is like, there's just too much wrestling. Like I'm not going to watch all this stuff, but, um, I wanted to just moderate the Sheeta comment for a second. If you look at that women's title, mm-hmm. uh, Sheeta was awesome. Okay. Cause the first champion was fucking Riho and I don't give a fuck about her. Like she was a little tiny who uh, like what, a, like Kenny Omega probably liked her or something like I she think her contract was up after that match. Right. Rio. Rio's contract is up. Uh, she had a match on the kickoff show. I think yeah, she right? lost then- to Serena Dweeb and I don't care about either of those. And she was the first champion. No one cared. Then Nyla Rose. Okay, great. Cool. Very cool. But Sheeta was like a real, like, I liked her as champ. She has cool. She was like that final boss, that final boss kind of champ. Like, you had to work your way up to try and get it. She, she I liked her too. I'm just saying, just did like it, you know, just she she had some good matches. And what it did was allow the rest of the division to catch up. Yeah. Look, I think it it made and it was nice Fowler to have her Green. have the belt for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, look, at, and look at that division now. I mean, look at the the Ty Conti, Jade, uh, you know, uh, Britt Baker, the, the the pipeline of women that are coming up. It, it's going to for Britt Baker to face. I mean, let me tell you something. When we get Britt Baker versus Jade Cargill, that shit is going to blow the roof off of whatever. Yeah, it's going to be good. So I like that. I like that. I didn't. I actually did not watch the Darby Sting, Ethan Page. Yo, so uh, let's just talk good? about for a second. Sting fucking killed it. Killed Sting, it. He's still going? 61 years old. Yo, he was jumping off great, shit. Great shape. And he fucking came out and he got this crowd so hot. The finish of the match was a blast. Um, And it was just like awesome. That's awesome. Just like, yo, Sting, I, I, I watched Dynamite it. and we killed did it. the classic Sting gimmick. I mean, m- for my money, the best ongoing bit in all Ooh. of wrestling today. It's like the streak of bits. Is Michael Sting Bolton. coming out in a Sting mask and taking it off to reveal that yeah. he's Sting? Yeah, that's that's so amazing every time, and you know it's coming, but you yeah. just love to see it. Um, Sting and Darby, I just these guys. Who would have thought that just black and white face paint was enough of a of a common thread it. to make that's a tag the only team work? Thing they have in common, like these guys work so hard because they both love black and white face paint. Uh, I one is an evangelical Christian, the other one is canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which one's which? You have to decide. Wait, who got canceled? Uh, Darby got like. What he, he got, got canceled like, for? He got, he got lightly canceled, I think, at some point. He got a, a being, light cancellation. I, I don't know. I don't know. He came on the scrutiny that. for past relationships of being, like his his ex, abuser his, his, his ex wife was like, oh, he was like shitty to me. Yeah, mm. I don't know. Why I brought that up. I just thought the comparison. You always do. You always. You always. You always. <laughs> I know. I always step up. on those fucking landmines, yeah. don't I? Oh God damn it. Uh, well, really shocked you haven't brought up Velveteen Dream yet this uh, this round. But. Well, he, I, w- I almost brought him up as a, another NXT top guy who never uh, came to fruition yeah. on the main roster. I just, I mean, let's, I, I, guys, I got to moderate this whole thread. I got to, I got to move past. You got to moderate. Got to talk right, about Ethan Page. Moderate. Ethan Page. I don't know what his gimmick is. The thing I with like, that guy is that he, the, my, my issue with him is that the guy's all ego. Right, he's all ego. <laughs> I like, I like saying you're all ego. I don't know yeah. what that means. What I do like. Is that guy can pick motherfuckers up and give yeah, them the outside the razor's edge. <laughs> yeah. he, but I also love that at this, at this point, anytime you do a razor's edge, it's just your thing plus edge. I love it. I love that. 
So he's got the ego's edge. Love that it, it has yeah, that. just edge. Yeah, like, no, I, a crucifix power bomb like is a, now an edge. That's just wrestling where it's like this guy's all ego. This guy's like, uh, like you know, I can't even think of other examples. The thing is, guy, every wrestler is all ego. That's literally <laughs> what wrestling is. It's a hundred percent all ego. It'd be like this guy's all ego. This I'm guy's tougher. a legit boss. This yeah. one's a fucking this one's hardest glorious. worker in the room. Yeah, this, this one's, one's glorious. glorious. Yeah. This one's, <laughs> this this one's, one's all the show grit. off. This this they're all synonyms. This one's hustle, loyalty, and respect. All right, I can tell you something. Yeah. If, if there's a battle royal at All Out on Labor Day weekend, Braun Strowman is 100% winning that thing. <laughs> that, that Braun. Braun Strowman's specialty is just battle royales. Anyway. Do you think Tony Khan, like, like when, when these guys get released, does he just check the fucking bank account immediately? <laughs> yeah, he goes, uh, Daddy, yeah, he, And Daddy? see that he still has billions of dollars. Daddy, yeah. Daddy, have you sold any bumpers today, Daddy? Did you sell any auto glass? <laughs> Daddy, Excuse I want to get a new toy. He's very, very big, Daddy. Did you sell any, any windshield wipers? I want it, and I want it It comes now. with hands. <laughs> we you, can get Daddy, these hands. Daddy, can I please get these hands? Daddy? <laughs> Tony, if you're listening, I, I mean that with all due respect. Yeah. I, I yeah, love yeah. what you're doing. He's, he does say he's worth $7 billion openly. In my favorite billion? Taken, yeah. My favorite taken right? Doesn't all he say wrestling. $7 billion? He's like, $7 billion can do a lot for you, right? I love how everybody's like, oh, oh, his promo was so cringe. How could he go and he thinks he could just say things like that? He thinks it's like funny to, wow, to what did he say? talk bad about WWE. His promo. Uh, oh, that WWE about, promo? That was great. Yeah, I was like, fuck yeah, we need more of this. It's fucking professional wrestling. He's the forbidden door. That. Did anything that he said was wrong? He's the human embodiment of a He's been working with NJPW, <laughs> and now WWE is going to try to roll along and think yeah. that they're going to just be like, yeah, we're working with NJPW. He's gonna be, he said, fuck you. I'm working with NJPW. I'm the forbidden door. I got the NJPW US champ on my fucking roster. You would, if you're going to work with NJPW, then you're working with Moxley. <laughs> he That's true. Like, I made a call to this guy. I made a call to that guy. I'm talking to this guy. Yeah, I'm yeah, talking yeah. to that guy. He was naming all the names. By the uh, way, out of all it. the out of all yeah. the wrestling nicknames you could get, like you know, charismatic enigma, and all the ones that don't make sense, the ones that make sense, we know, like saying you know you're like uh, the murder hawk monster. No, that doesn't make sense either. But <laughs> calling yourself the forbidden door is such like an abstract concept. It's That's such like a the hot... invisible hand, right? <laughs> the forbidden door and the invisible hand. I mean, they exactly sound like comic book characters. They're more like, like Game oh, of yeah. Thronesian. You know, oh, what I mean? that's what he I, is. I love Tony it. Khan's a comic book character. Yo, here's what I'll say though. Uh, the last thing we should talk about is the stadium stampede match, which Oof. we didn't say a word about. I've got which... so much to say about it, and I did right, the last five minutes. First go. of all, <laughs> top of my list, go. I want to say about this match is when they went into that freezer, when Jake Hager, <laughs> yeah, and uh, and uh, Wardlow went in that freezer. That pig. That was a yeah. prop pig. That's not a real. Yeah, pig. there's what well, you, you, you don't think a freezer of um a football chicken fingers for and fries has just a, a one pig hanging in, I, in I have, half. It's a, definitely a prop because I, I know made, I used it for setting up a haunted house once. Dude, and they, we had a big laugh. ass fake pig it that just hanging from the ceiling. So hard, I was like, dude, did you actually think that I would think they, between these like uh these <laughs> yeah, chicken fingers, boxes of chicken fingers and right? peanuts. <laughs> And like, oh, here's all like the, processed food and then a raw frozen pig. Just one pig split in half. Uh, and I was like, what the fuck is that? And I love it. Can we talk about MJF's outfit? <laughs> the bedazzled what, what? pants. Those are like Britney Spears Vegas Wasn't door there, pants. They're I, incredible. Isn't there a rumor did, in high school that uh, like Jesse Rubin's 
mom like bedazzled his uh like uh clothes for him or something like that <laughs> sounds like something sheb spread for no reason i definitely love to spread rumors about people to make fun of them um, that one guy panties john panties john yeah, my best sorry. friend frankie Creco from sorry. Uh, sorry, six years john. old he sorry. called him panties john and then and not it just, stuck that was and so stuck, fucked up and man. that guy got stuck in a pair of panties that i gave him and i'm sorry <laughs> but it had to happen i yeah. went at the lunch table he said his name's frankie i said you look like your name's john and then I said, you also look like you're wearing panties right now. Guess what? Your panties, John. And then that was just <laughs> 10 years of that guy's life. When I look back at my life, I realized that I was always a fucking asshole. I was a bully. Oh, oh when you was back, like, It was literally like you, you would be like, you, oh, you moved uh, on from that? It would be like, yo, there's panties, John. <laughs> I mean, it's so fucked up. Gollum, Gollum called him panties, John, for the rest of his life. Like, yeah, he I still know. would call him that to his death. He's I like, know. you still friends with that guy, panties, John? I don't know. It's a. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, you know what? I'll send him a. You gift should basket. apologize for that, right? I'll now send him a gift basket of macadamia nuts and pineapples right here from beautiful Hawaii. I'll send him. Did you call nice. Jesse Rubin Jesus Rubin? We called Jesse Rubin Jesus Jesus Rubin, and he hated it. He hated it. Hated it. Hated it. That, but that was that one. The genesis of that one was we were IMing. Somebody else was IMing like, "Yo, who's gonna be there?" And they typoed Jess or Jesse instead of J E S S E. They put J E S U S, and then we just thought it was the funniest thing ever to call him Jesus Rubin. Um, and then when we all played Smash Brothers, he would use yeah. Donkey Kong. So then we started calling him Jesus Kong. <laughs> he didn't like that either. No. Jesus Kong's a great name. Great name for a wrestler. Bad name but for a none of that guy. as bad as the guy who was Panties John, who I didn't know I still didn't know his name until uh Yo, let me tell you something. In freshman year of college, my roommate's yeah. name was David Eisner. And right. I did not like him because he would make us take our shoes off when we go to his apartment. <laughs> Uh, when, yeah. when he like when he like the next okay. year when he lived off he campus. He deserves to be panties. panties so, no, so then I said, guess what? You're like a dude named Ira. Like you're acting like an Ira right now. You're not a David. <laughs> you're Ira. And then I changed his last name to Eisler. He was Ira Eisler, not David Eisner. And for the next three years of college, people would meet him and they just thought his name was Ira Eisler. He's in people's <laughs> phones as Ira Eisler. People can't find him on Facebook because they're looking for Ira are Eisler. Look, are you looking to... Have, uh, be absolved. Of, we could black mass you right now. Absolve you of this bully behavior. I mm -hmm. am the one who masses. I am the one who absolves. I don't need to get absolved. Uh, I'm not looking to be like absolved. Okay. You see that belt on my wall right there? That's the comedians of wrestling heavyweight champion. Say his name. He's not Panties John. Say his, his name, name is probably Frank. Like, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's probably is something like he's John. Tulo's best friend. All right. Okay. Tulo, say his real name. Uh, Frankie Kreka. Okay, Francesco, and Shebs, acknowledge him, acknowledge him. Panties, Francesco. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> acknowledge him. Thing, that's the best they can do right now. Acknowledge him. People acknowledge me. I'm the tribal chief. <laughs> I'm the tribal chief. You can't acknowledge him as non-panties, John. You turn off that music because I'm not getting absolved today, buddy. I'll settle this with Francesco Pantorino personally, mano a mano. Absolved yeah, I mean, by absolution. Yo, honestly, panties, John, maybe should be next in line for the cow title. I, I mean, would mop the floor with this guy. You this the, fun story about Panties John. My uncle once told him. When Is he we were, still around? Is he in good shape? Yeah. Uh, can he go? I don't know about shape, but can he's, he got go? two, well, he's got can two he kids. Do, can he do what we he's do? He's got kids. He's got can kids. He do, well, can he do what we do? <laughs> fly to Hawaii and have a match? Yeah, if he wants to fly to Hawaii, can really do that. I'll put his ass through a table. <laughs> wow. We no. got to get Panties John on the podcast to Dude, talk I about was, this. I was just drinking Samoan moonshine with Billy this weekend. It was uh, amazing. Panties, Panties John thought uh, my uncle was a wrestler named Big Kahuna for the first 14 years of his life until he Tuna. found out that he wasn't. Why, you Big lied Kahuna. to him? 
My uncle was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a wrestler. Oh, oh. My name is Big Kahuna. And he literally thought my uncle for to like first 20 years of his life was Big Kahuna from wrestling. That's amazing. All right, let's lock it in. Uh, let's uh, let's Shabs. What else did you have to say about Stadium Stampede? Um, I also have to say that I very much appreciated that in the middle of the match, they went to a gay bar. They just went to a gay bar. Like the <laughs> they did. FTR was there. Down. Tully Blanchard just outed, was just out and proud. Like he was wearing like a, a fucking neckerchief and bandana. It was very funny. Um, well, it's it become was, the same example is just all these vignettes where they stop wrestling, right? Right, right. They just right. stop. It's like a complete it's, goof show. Right. It's a complete goof show. The one thing that was actually fucking badass yeah. Yeah. was Sean Spears, Sean, thing. Sean Spears. Like, wow. Like, just existing in like a, a dark room with a theatrical spotlight. That was so fucking chairs cool. I got a tables. lot to say about Sean Spears, actually. I'm going to commandeer let's, this for a second. Let's get it. No, no, no. I'll moderate to you. I've now moderated the floor. Okay, no, I moderated. Okay, all right. Um, and and uh, Tula, get Panties John on the horn. I'm serious about this. I would like to talk to him on the pod. Um, I would like to get next these time, two together. Next. Okay. I would apologize to him mano a mano and, and upgrade him to fr- Panties Francesca. Und- uh, tidy Whitey right. Francesca. No, right. no. Well, well, I'll work it out with him. I'll work it out with him. Oh, more to the, on this later. But so Sean Spears, the segment, he looks fucking awesome. It's like he's the chairman. And I felt like he was going for like, Kind of this, like, almost like a Michael Madsen and, like, Reservoir Dogs thing at one point. He was, like, dancing with the chair and this and that. Yeah. But then he goes, like, full goof. You Like, I, I feel like he needs to choose. Like, are you, like, a full-on fucking badassman? Where you're like, yo, I'm the chairman. You will be destroyed. And it's, like, full theatrical, like, almost when you... You like it's it's almost like a, like a boss battle vibe of like when you turn a corner and it goes to a cut cut scene right in a video game you know right right I but like right that now, I him. can't I can't figure him out because he's also he's got this cool badass vibe but he's really a full on jobber when it comes well, down I to think it. I think that's what they're figuring out with him he's figuring it out yeah I like it he was doing a lot of like closing his eyes and and like breathing it in like feeling it yeah, you know I what I mean that. he's done I that from that. the beginning I'm just saying but like but in this in this uh. Yeah, yeah. In this setting, it was like it really worked. It does, Dan. You're absolutely right. It feels like a video game cutscene. Like when he just showed up and he was like, Sammy. I loved it. Yeah, it was so good. Very cool. Whether we don't know if he's goof or theatrical yet, but what we can definitely agree is this is the best he's ever been. Like whatever he's working towards mm-hmm. is better than all the other shit he's ever. He's finding his groove. And I hope he gets there because it's it's definitely been better than previous iterations of this guy. I couldn't so. agree more. I'm notorious for giving Sean Spears shit. I mean, what a what a jabron this guy has had. And then and I acknowledge it when it happens. Like Perfect I acknowledge time. my tribal chief haircut. Uh, yeah. That uh, he changing the blonde mohawk to the dark hair mohawk. Great decision. The guy put in work. He is yoked out of his mind. He definitely can go because he's always wrestled pretty decent matches. And he's surrounded by a bunch of fucking studs. Yeah. So uh, I when you're in the pinnacle, you're always on top. That's and that's correct. What a great night a... for Sammy. Just you know, like yeah. Sammy Guevara is a real is a real deal talent. You know. Before we get to the finish, I got one more thing yeah. to say. Uh, out of all the reveals from Double or Nothing, Leo Rush, Mark Henry, not I couldn't give a half a fucking ball sack about any of them. The only reveal that I even remotely popped for was Conan being the DJ at the gay bar. <laughs> I was like, hey, Conan's here. That's awesome. And like, I know it said 10 Ortiz and Conan, like LAX. Was it like, actually yeah. a gay bar? No, it was not. Oh, there was okay, no, you just there said was, that? All right. There was no LGBTQIA plus uh, interactivity right. going on there. No, I didn't think so. But it just, the the way 
FTR was dressed and Tully Blanchard yeah. was dressed. Like it was like 1980s stereotypical yeah. gay bar uh, aesthetic. And there was a lot of colorful lights. The, the the precedent of the stadium stampede match being a full-on goof show is Love. so fucking fun. Love it, so it. You will look forward to it every single year. I have right? a stadium stampede t-shirt. I, I wouldn't end it end the night with it, though. I don't think. It's... I was shocked. I thought Kenny Omega, yeah. the title, was going to be the, the title. But yeah. look, they called him co -mates. I think they wanted to give Sammy like that huge go-home. You know, like that huge yeah. moment. You think that's um, why they did it? I don't know. All right. Uh, let, let's let's we talked for a while. We're gonna get out of here, but we're gonna end this podcast today. Great paper. Watch Double or Nothing, even if you got to steal it. Don't don't sleep on Double or Nothing this year. It was so fucking good. It was such well, a great time. How many times? And Dan, I said this to you too. You texted me yeah. and said, "Hey, before I saw Double or Nothing, you said, hey, Double or Nothing was so good. This you got to watch this paper. It made me. It makes me love wrestling. I and I and I was saying that's how I felt about it. It, but I was, my, I, I've been like, like I've watched Drew McIntyre wrestle Bobby Lashley for fucking feels like eight months, right, and now right. like finally I had like this show live crowd, it was a palate cleanser, and it was like, and it was it was all this fresh talent, and they were doing their thing. That's my the thing, thing about AW Love is that like I, I yeah I fucking hope Daniel Bryan goes over there. I know you're you hate that. <laughs> wow, but he's gonna ruin it. To me, Daniel there. Bryan going over there is is the beginning of it turning into bad WCW. Where they take mm -hmm. over the hill guys who are going to book themselves at the top and not give people a shot. I worry Daniel about Bryan's Daniel not Bryan over the hill at all. I worry about. Oh yeah, he came back from a near fatal neck surgery. Where he retired for years. He's not over the hill. I worry about Daniel Bryan's true respect for the business. I think he might be one of the guys who thinks he's bigger than the business, and that's why I don't want to give him the business. And I'm in the business of making business happen. Here's my critique of my, my critique of Double or Nothing. Every single match had interference in it. Come on, guys. Will Schmazzi? Will Schmazzi? Come on. Okay, look, not a, every not a bad single retreat. match. That's a good yeah. point. That, look, is, let me yeah, tell you that is something I'll never notice. I, yeah, I, right? I, <laughs> I guess wrestling is so schmazzy. I but love look, wrestling to be like, oh, this you. guy's here. I'm, I'm such a filthy mark in that way, you know. I I'm love just saying what needs to be said. You got. I mean, it's important for how like every match was great. Every no match for the rhythm. You're 100. Like, it's bad booking. Yeah, we just I saw agree. it. So like now, I'm just expecting that every time every match is. I mean, that's not good. It like matches should have rivalries and things need to be born where you don't have to get everybody. That's a like every single person is supported by somebody. So there's always gonna be like it's never really a one on one match where this guy stands alone or this girl this woman stands alone and they don't have any backup you know or something there's it's always a fair some, critique it's always a fair critique and i gotta tell you i'm loving nick tulo criticisms of product i need more uh constructive criticism I, of product and less just it. loving it all that's it i uh, listen uh, uh braun Strowman. is it a shocker that he got released sure but i mean like was he really that great that everybody's making him up? We to already me? went through I it. I want to end this podcast. I'm with you, pal. Well, no. well, here's what I want to say. Dan, you said it was a great paper. You said it would make you love wrestling. Yeah. And what I say to you, I said, how many times are we going to text about how this, whatever AEW pay-per-view just happened was so fucking great. They've just been delivering so consistently. Are all of them 10 out of 10? No. But what a product these guys are able to put together. Yeah. Especially uh, at the pay-per-view, especially on those big tentpole shows. They are just doing a lot right for me when it matters most, and I love it. I mean, I'm a big fan of AEW. I'm, I'm a big fan of NXT. I'm a big fan of SmackDown right now. I think all, all brands are doing great things, and I think uh, you can love what you want, but if you come at shit for unnecessary reasons when it's not necessary, 
I think you're just wasting your time because this is great. This is great wrestling. This is a good place to be. And if more wrestlers have the opportunity to go to other companies and do new things, I think, I think honestly, it might be better for Braun Strowman. It's definitely better for Aleister Black. Listen, this is beautiful thing. This is a beautiful Alistair. fucking Alistair. Alistair, why you why you don't like me no more? <laughs> Come knock on my door. Can I show you guys to end this podcast? Because I gotta go. You have any I'm gonna show you one meme. All right, one meme yeah. that I think is one of the best wrestling memes. You tell me. You might not agree with me. I think it's one of the best wrestling memes that I found. Okay. All right. It's a cartoon. Uh, what do you call sketch? No, like one one uh, square of a cart of a comic a, a, a comic strip panel. A panel, yeah, it's one panel, and it's here. It's Doctor Doom at the piano. You see it with his hands? Yeah, Doctor Doom at the piano. <laughs> okay, that? we got Doc- like we got Doctor Doom at like the he's, piano. He's singing, you know, but he's got one. You see the one hand up? I think that's got, key. Yeah, he's got one hand up. So one hand. And is it's playing three the piano. bubbles. One hand. So is he's singing, but he's like, yo, he's like, and the first bubble says, "Adrenaline in my soul." <laughs> <laughs> The next one says, the next bubble says, something, something. (laughs) And then the third bubble says, Cody Rhodes. (laughs) Do you guys see this? I love it. This is one of the best memes I've ever seen. I mean, this meme, I like this meme. Adrenaline. In my soul, something, something. That's so great. It's so funny. Because Cody Rhodes is definitely not the words of that song. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, it feels like you know, put it up. Let me ask you a question. What is that panel even from? Like, when was Dr. Doom ever playing Dr. a piano? Doom, like, it's like he's always at a party, you know? Right. Like, what comic book uh, like uh, issue had Dr. Doom just playing a piano, standing up, rocking like that? I'm putting this meme on the same level as the Young Ginglings one. Wow. Yeah. I love those two the same. Wow. So it's in your it's on I your mean, meme. Your, Shabs, your reaction there was huge. Yeah, this. it's a huge reaction. Every panel you left. Yeah, it's a it's a major <laughs> look, that, that goes on the on the Mount Rushmore of wrestling memes. <laughs> Adrenaline <laughs> in my which, soul. Which Phil wouldn't want to talk about. Cody Rhodes. Ugh. Good we're stuff. not allowed to talk about oh, that. Oh anyway, right? folks. No rush. We're, we're gonna end on a high note there. Make sure you watch double or nothing or you'll be a double you'll be a you'll be a double or nothing i was gonna say a double or something it didn't work there folks. no it didn't work um it guys work. hey give me a follow at shibiro at sierra hotel echo bravo <laughs> india romeo oscar to see all my hawaiian adventures where i continue to kill it and be your champion um also uh shout out to um <laughs> matthew perry saying luke i am your brother to matthew perry at a party i went to out here in Hawaii a couple weeks ago. Oh, wait, no, Luke Perry's dead. Never mind. And, uh, you know, Vegas, I'm not going to say a title shot's out of the picture. Wow. I'd give a title shot to Francesco Tidy Whitey's in Las Vegas. I mean, I think I think maybe, listen, bro, we'll, we'll talk about this later, but, like, you know. I'm sure Dan will try and say he deserves another one. No, nah, he's at the back well, line. Well, here's the thing. Dan doesn't care about the title anymore. That's what you guys need to know. I'm look, I see videos. He'll, Dan... he'll, tr- he'll try and tell everybody that I should like hold off because he's got. No, some no, things no, no. Dan is bigger fish to fry. Dan and Letterman, they sent me videos. They were drinking. Oh. They're just going, Mahalo, bro. They're loving it. There's Everyone's happy they're on the champion now. And Dan, honestly, you tell the people, Dan, but I don't think, I think, first of all, you're at the back of the line. 
And second of all, I think you got other stuff on your mind right now. You got other shit going on. You're not even trying to fight for the title. I can, I'll say this right now. And, you know, it's it's this shit's complicated. You know, I've said mm. I've always said that it's a Brett Sean thing here with me and mm. Chef. It's like, you know, I don't love his behavior, but he is good for business. OK, mm. OK. Mm. Um, not a great moderator, though. I'll say that. Not a great moderator. Uh, we just have different, defi- we have different definitions of what moderating is about in 2021. And, and ultimately, uh, I will say this. I'm willing to give Panty jo- Panty's job <laughs> the next title shot. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm willing. And, that, and the stipulation of this match is that you have to fucking acknowledge him as his real name. Frank if I lose. Whatever. If I lose, if you lose, he. I don't even. I don't even know if the title needs to be on the line. The title is actual birthright is on the line. I prefer right? to not put the title up at all possible. You but have I'm to so apologize pro- to him. For, I. For I'm willing. Him. I am willing to <laughs> have a bully t- behavior. I will have. I am willing to have that as the stipulation. And uh, yeah, and like. Uh, I got a lot of shit going on in my life. You know what I mean? So maybe, you know, maybe it is time for me to step aside when it comes to the title for now. You know? Wow. You know, I don't know. We'll have to talk about it. You know what I mean? And um, you know I'm in shape. You know I'm always ready to go. I'm in shape too, pal. <laughs> okay. Everybody, check out Tulo. Do you give your plugs? Uh, at Tiptoe Tulo. Uh, tune in uh, July 14th through the 21st. I'll be going on a wrestling <laughs> tour adventure uh, starting with AEW, then SmackDown, Money in the Bank, Raw, and then finishing up with AEW again. So uh, that's all going to be happening in Texas. Uh, I'm going to be releasing some information about that. But at Tiptoe Tulo on Instagram, uh, bringing my Twitch back, twitch.tv slash Tiptoe Tulo, and Twitter right. as well. All right, uh, check me out at Dan Black Attack on both Twitter and Instagram. Watch me get yoked on Instagram arrogantly. Um, and uh, also go to Comedians Wrestling uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash Comedians Wrestling. Get access to our bonus episodes. We got the Cow Movie Club episode of Army of the Dead coming out um, on Friday. Um, and uh, we'll talk about AEW this week uh, as well. And uh, that's it, everybody. Uh, make sure you watch Double or Nothing. And everybody, keep watching wrestling. Kisses. Cheers off. Comedians of wrestling. I listen.